We are brought to you by Boss Bears Supplements. That's Boss Bears Supplements at bossbears.co. Hard work, consistency, and determination are difficult to sustain when your mind and body can't keep up. Fuel your body with what it needs to perform like a boss. Whether you're closing deals, pitching a new business idea, or training in the gym, Boss Bears take your hustle to the next level. Our ingredients are the highest quality with potency and serving sizes that are the gold standard in the industry. Check out all of Boss Bears products at bossbears.co. They have apple cider vinegar gummies. They have ashwagandha. They have all kinds of supplements in delicious gummy form. They also have them in pill form if you don't want the gummies. I prefer the gummies. They are delicious, and I've tried the apple cider vinegar. They are very good. Uh, use code Nikki at checkout to save 10%. That's bossbears.co, code Nikki. We are brought to you by Clout Power Supplements. Uh, that's K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Uh, so here I have the uh, protein, the cravings protein from Clout. Uh, this one is the salted caramel. This is some of the best protein that I've ever had in my life. It's actually delicious. Um, I, I like the salted caramel and the cinnamon swirl are my two favorites. Uh, also, their pre-workouts are amazing. So they have the Karma Nootropic pre-workout. It's a nootropic and focused pre-workout. It's a lower stimulant formula, zero itch formula. It has four trademark ingredients and it's fully has fully dosed ingredients. Uh, so far, I, the Arctic Cherry is probably my favorite of the Karma pre-workout. Also, try the Nero Aminos from them. And also the High Stimulant Mamba is some of my favorite too. And I really like the Arctic Cherry of that one. So go to cloutpower.com and use code Nikki to save 15%. K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Code Nikki to save 15%. Yo, 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 welcome to the Nikki Free Podcast. We are here with power lifter and co-owner of Ego Strength and Performance Gym, uh, Sam Deason. Sam, what's up? What's up, man? How is the, uh, you guys just moved location? We're about to move location, so we're moving on Saturday. And are you getting more space? Yes, uh, we're getting about 600 more square feet. Uh, bathroom with a shower amazing finished ceilings <laughs> i saw the uh, instagram post it looked really nice yep. i just got the whole i got the whole interior painted uh, just a nice matte black mm -hmm. uh we're eventually gonna get like all my tattoo artists and everything yeah. they're gonna come in and do like murals and shit like all over the wall right dude i like the yeah. matte black thing because that's kind of sticking with your theme yep and uh you know like you guys have that uh i was gonna tell you you guys have that like fook your feelings thing yep. And, you know, it's weird because, like, I don't know if you know it, but, like, so we were in the process of, like, I unexpectedly had to move all of a sudden. Yep. You know, and the place I'm in is getting renovated, so I had to move out, find another place, which luckily I've got a great place now, good atmosphere around great people. But it was like, you know, I had all my clients. I'm, you know, trying to do this uh, this Emerald Cup show, so I'm, yep. like, in prep right now. Million things and going on. And then I'm working at the bar on my feet all day. So, like... You know, not complaining or anything, but I it was like a really rough week having to move like all of a sudden unexpectedly, and that you're saying like fuck your feelings really kind of spoke yeah. to me at that time because it's like you know what, dude, 
a lot of people have to move. A lot yeah. of people have this shit come up during shows. Like, that's no excuse to fuck this up, you yeah. know? And then, and my coach was, was hard on me too, in a sense, like, hey, you know what? I've been, mo I've moved during shows. Yeah. I've done this. So it's like, just kind of like, I like the saying because it takes away that, uh, it's kind of like that Cameron Haynes one, like nobody cares, work harder. Right. Well, it's like, and we do care. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't care. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's not saying like your feelings don't matter because that's not what it means. But it's no. more like, like you, you are entitled to feel whichever way about whatever that you want. You're you're entitled to be upset about this. You're entitled right. to be happy about that. But that doesn't entitle you to make it everybody else's problem. Well, and for me, that uh, that's what I need. Usually, yeah. if I get in a spot like that, I actually need somebody to be hard on me. Like, yeah. you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. You're going to do it anyway because right. this is what you have to do. This is what you're doing. You made yeah. the commitment to this and you're going to make it happen. But, yeah, it's just you're totally in, like everybody's entitled to be like upset about something or stressed or whatever. It was but, a stress, dude. Yeah. But you're, that doesn't mean that. And like you are and it's and it's totally acceptable to reach out to those people to help yeah. and advice and all that stuff. But that doesn't mean you need to make it their problem. No, well, they, that's like an energy their, vampire, they right? They got their own shit going on. You ever, like, have energy vampires, oh, dude? dude? There's certain I've, dudes at the gym, like, especially now because I'm, like, on lower calories and every you know, time I'm in the gym, I really like, got to focus. And I'm really trying to take this serious and work hard. You and turn it's into like, a toothpick and you feel like it might Yeah, and I'm just like, moment. motherfucker, yep. like, these old guys come up to me and they want my attention and it's yeah. like... And they're not, they're coming from like an energy suck place. Yep. Like they're obviously lacking attention in their life. And it's like, bro, usually I have plenty of time for you, but I just don't right yeah. now. Well, like I was just, I just got out of my own prep and it was, um, especially that last, uh, four weeks, it was very mentally challenging for me. Yeah. How'd the show but go, dude? It was great. Um, that was a, um, uh, so for people who don't know, I just competed at the Pioneer Open on the beach, um, mm -hmm. down in South Potter Island, Texas, which had some of the. Well, it's so rare to get this many elite and high-level world record holders all in one meet at one time. So just to like show the kind of caliber of people we had there, we had on the men's side we had the number one ranked 181 lifter. Right. We had the number we had the number three now number two ranked no number two ranked 242, number three ranked 275er, the number one. Uh, ranked 308 and world record holder. So some big hitters. And the the number one ranked super heavyweight in the world and the world record holder and the guy who holds the the highest total ever recorded in history. Damn, all dude. In, so like competition. All in one meet. And that's just like the top, top guys yeah. that were there. Like there, I've never been in a meet where I saw so many 2,000 pounds. So totals. what was it like being around all that? It was um, that much elite competition. So it had to feel kind of good. I was. It was great. Like um, so, I. It was a gut check, um, mm -hmm. for sure. Cause like, I mean, like I'm I'm strong, but like, there's, well, you I don't, work hard as fuck. But I don't. I know what you mean. Yeah. Com compared to these guys, like they're, these are genetically gifted. They're squish, fucking... They're gonna squish me. There, there's so much. Like, I walked up to um, I Shane Hunt. Uh, he's one guy that I look up to a lot. He's uh, the number three ranked two seventy five. Shane the Hunt. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen a guy more densely packed with muscle. Like yeah. we, me, and him weigh the same, but he's just and he's just solid muscle, and he looks makes me look small, and I'm like, what the? F like, dude, we're the same age. We're both 26. And you're a big motherfucker too. You <laughs> we're know. the same age. We're both 26, and I'm just looking at this guy. I'm like, dude, you're opening with 903 on a deadlift. What the fuck? 
it's nuts. That's the um, kind of competition you're going against. Yeah. So you um, could have great numbers, but when you're going against yeah. somebody that's got a 903, you, come on. Yeah, like, come on. But, like, it was um, – I did the same kind of thing when I was um, a few years into the sport. Like, in 2016, when I was still a teen, yep. like, I was smoking every local meat, thinking I was hot shit. I had no – no reality of what the sport was actually like and where I was on the totem pole. So right. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Raw Nationals as a teen, and I'm going to win, and then I'm going to move up to the juniors next year. I'm going to do the same thing, and it's just going to keep happening. And I went to Raw Nationals, and I got fucking slapped. Yeah, so that I, was like a reality check for I got you? absolutely slapped, but I was there, and I got to watch the first ever 1,000-pound Raw squat in history. I was oh. there front row. Um, I got to watch uh, one uh, one guy I looked up to for a long time, Jesse Norris, who was an absolute phenom in his time. I got yep. to watch his last competition. I got to watch. So really, John an Hacks. amazing yeah. experience. So I got to just be around that atmosphere, and yeah. it really because some people, I, and this is why I encourage people to go do those big shows. Like E Cup is one of those things. Like yeah. I know a lot of people who are doing E Cup for their first show. Yeah. And most people are gonna go, That's a fucking stupid idea. I'm like, no, well, that's the a competition. That's insane. a great idea because it's gonna you're gonna find out real fast if you're cut out for this or not. Yeah. Like I went to the Raw Nationals and I got absolutely slapped around. The only reason I didn't take dead last is because someone just got DQ'd. Yeah. That's it. And I went from like feeling like I'm way up here. And I got knocked all the way the fuck down. But it's like good for you. It man. motivated the absolute hell out of me because then I'm like, oh, this is what's possible. Right. This is, and then, and it just took off from there. And then kind of like, I, I'm a lot more humble now, but I definitely was kind of starting to feel like, like there, there's a couple guys in my weight class in, in the state where if, if we show up at the same meet, we're, we're boxing and it's going to be a fight. But for right. the most part, at this point, I can walk in anything local and probably walk out winning. Yeah, but I went to this meet and, like I said, like the caliber of competition—it's a whole different absolutely level. Absolutely yeah. unreal. But these guys—they were just guys. Yeah. Like, um, like Dan Bell came up and rubbed my tummy, and like I'm like, this dude's my hero. Like, this you know, is, that's the this, thing when you meet your heroes, yeah. dude. Like, you really—it actually like it, it humbles you, like you yeah. said, but. I also think it does another thing where it makes you realize the possibilities in life because when you meet some of these people that are considered your heroes and you realize that they're just human beings. Right. It's because they, because the internet's a, a terrible place for that where they, yeah. it, it glosses people up and makes them seem larger than well, life. Well, everything is they... perception, but like when you're growing up, but when you meet them in real life, you're like, oh, these are all just humans yeah, and I'm a human too, so I'm capable of all these things yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was crazy. Like me and Dan were joking because he, he ended on accidentally crop dusting both me and my wife. Oh. Like he crop dusted my wife earlier yeah. and then I walked by him in the bathroom. He's like, dude, I just ripped a nasty fart. I'm I like, saw her at body shop working hard. <laughs> Hard, dude and I, I was like bro like you could have cropped us me and my wife you want me to go get my fucking dog so you can shit all over right. him too and he just started laughing yeah it's like crop does me is one thing but god leave my wife yeah out of but it, it was Come but it, it like he was like i'm like this is the number one ranked lifter in the world and he's human he, he's, he's got a 2600 pound total and nobody in the history of powerlifting has ever done that Dude, and nobody's insane. even close. Right. And this, and me and him are just sharing a beer and talking about bullshit. So is that just like when you meet your heroes, it's kind of like, I've heard it go both ways where some people meet their hero and they're disappointed. I've never been disappointed yet. Uh, I can't say that I have. I can't say yeah. that there's anybody that I've, that I've looked up to or ever wanted to meet where I just went like, 
Wow, they're that was a, a horrible experience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've heard nightmare stories, but um, were they like, "Don't meet your heroes"? I don't think so. I think it's cool to me. I think it's good to try. Yeah, I don't see any reason not to try. And then if you do, then you do. If you don't, then find another fucking hero. Right. Yeah. Like, if they're not who you thought. Yeah. It's it is what it is. But yeah, it was. I think it's good for you, dude. You absorb like. Yeah. You get to be around their energy and kind of like absorb oh, that. Yeah. You know. Well, there was like I dude, I was going nuts for guys i never even met to make lifts like it was yeah. it was crazy like well you're kind of a guy that always wants everybody to oh, yeah. succeed well that's yeah. powerlifting especially when you're in the back with all guys and everything like it's a very infectious atmosphere like you already like want the guy next to you to hit his lift but mm -hmm. to have like all right to hear that announcer go shane Haller is going for the squat world record yeah you're like and, and we're not talking like a world, like we're talking the, the world, world record. record, like the heaviest, and you're there watching the heaviest nice. squat ever done at his weight class, and it's like, holy shit! Like I gotta get hyped, but like that was also a balancing act because I'm like, I, I got six more lifts. I got you had do to in still this keep your focus. Like right? I can I can only jack myself up so much. Before, yeah, because you only got so much in the tank, like both mentally. Because wasn't that you talking about like not lifting with music and stuff? Yeah. Because you're trying to get that focus well, of like emulating the show and everything. It's, yeah, just like you don't. Um, I, I had an old coach uh, back when I first got into it, and I was very like training with my headphones on all the time and shit. Right. And he came up to me. He's like, "Why do you got those in?" He's yeah. like, "You're three weeks out of a meet." And I was like, well, "I'm trying to focus." He's like, "Do you get to wear those on the platform?" No. It's totally good advice. And, he, and yeah. he was like, "Do you get to do you get to pick your song when you walk out there?" No. Then why the fuck are you doing it here? Yeah. So just compete. Just like try to put yourself into the environment that you're supposed to be in. Like yes. I see all these guys online. Like they'll go, they'll be in meat preps and everything, and they'll they'll hit a a crazy fucking deadlift like 850 or something, but they're pulling with straps. And fat ass pound plates, and, and you then, don't get those. And then they, and then you go to the meet, and they can't even lock out seven fifty. And, and like, that's dude, why ego, performance, and strength has. <laughs> that's why we have literally have, everything. Yeah. Well, we that's and that's what like I've outfitted the entire gym to be able to Emulate. train to a competition standard. Like I will be building in the new location. We will be building a competition platform. Yeah. Like where now, the, dude, is that new space bigger? Yeah. I was going to say it looks extra, much extra bigger. Extra 600 dude. square feet. You'll yeah. be able to do so much more. Yeah, I'm really bro. stoked on that. And, like, we were talking about, um, so like, all the shit going on at once. Man, like, I had. You're like, I know, bro. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like, I've been, in, I've been trying to work on this deal to get this new unit for the past, like, two, three months. And then yeah. I've been in meat prep this whole time. Um, I had a friend pass away on New Year's Eve. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's all good, man. It's It's just life. And then, like. Last weekend, I was coaching um, one of my athletes at a meet. This weekend, I'm moving the fucking gym. Next it's weekend, I've something, got... Something, something, you know, something, right? Next weekend, I've got the Emerald Cup where we're, we're coaching athletes. I have my own booth there. FX is there. It's kind of like you. we asked for this life. Yeah. So why the fuck should I expect it to exactly. be like anything so, like, less, Am I stressed know? out? Do I got a lot going on? Yeah, but like... This is what I'd I want. You're not working in a factory. You know rather, what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm getting to... Who am I to bitch about what the hell I'm doing? I know. Like, man. I'm not, yeah, I'm not driving for Amazon or in a yeah. warehouse. Yeah. Fucking it's about practicing throwing, that gratitude. Throwing right? packages. I get to coach people to be stronger and I get to run a gym. Like, make positive impacts on people's lives. What life, else can yeah. I be happier about? Exactly, dude. So, like, I can't sit here and bitch about, like, I'm stressed about this, I'm stressed about that. Because there's some guy that's digging a ditch 
who's fucking hating his life. Yeah, and he's trying to feed yeah. his family. Right. Or, like, yeah. So, like, well, yeah, I'm absolutely blessed to be able to do what I'm doing right now. So Agreed, dude. I don't that's, have, it's a perception that yeah. you have to change up that perception. It's like, yeah. I, I, that's where I was like, man, you're not going to start feeling sorry for yourself a lot. You know, yeah. just keep going. And then I was surprised, like, I was worried about the show. And now, like, just... That whole saying, like, it's so silly, but the trust the process yep. thing is so true, dude. Yep. If you do what your coach tells you, mm-hmm. like, I still got another 45 minutes of cardio today. Yeah. Like, I, so my new schedule is like up at six, 45 minutes of cardio yep. right away, mm-hmm. do my abs, then I shower, then I go eat my first meal. Yep. Uh, then usually I have a client, actually, unless yeah. uh, not every day, but on most of the days I'm not working at the bar. And it's like, this is what I asked for. So yeah. why am I going to complain about right. it? And plus, like, I'm capable of doing it. And like you said, we should be yeah. thankful, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. And um, like trust in the process and everything. A lot of people, especially if you haven't uh, done a show, you don't understand. Like, there's so many people that panic and chicken out and everything those last two, three Well, weeks. I thought about it. I was like, should I they actually do this? He's like, listen, just, it's going to happen. You just got to go wait. through it. And then, and then, like, if they just waited three more days, they would have noticed that the those, change those hamstrings pop or yeah. that line in the chest and everything like you just waited that little bit longer like like especially when you get a hold of yourself and with a coach that really knows what they're doing like you right. gotta you gotta trust them to do the job well, that you are paying them for yes and then the thing is you have to follow the protocol exactly yeah so i've noticed that and then you build confidence in yourself because you're doing it every day so whatever happens at the Emerald Cup is not going to matter to me because nope. I know that I did everything I was yep. supposed to and do. You already, and you already won from the standpoint that you're on stage. Now, if I start fucking up yeah. and, like, do not following protocol, yeah. so that's why it's been really – I don't want to say easy, but, like, it's kind of been easy the last few weeks to be exactly on point with cardio, food, everything, because I know there's really no other option. Yeah. If I even fuck up once, it's done. Yeah. It's gone. Exactly, so don't fuck up. Exactly. Don't skip – don't skip that set because you feel tired. Right. People are like, well, is it, is it hard? Or it's like... Yeah, it's fucking it's, hard. It's like, yeah, but it's like <laughs> there is no option if I don't... Yeah. I can't make it's even... It's as hard work. as you make it. Right, right. Yeah. So you just do it. You just do the yeah. shit. It's, it's as hard as you let it be if you tell yourself... If, you, if you're telling everybody and telling yourself and you have the mental state of waking up in the morning, you're like... God, this fucking sucks. Then it's going to suck. Actually, I kind of love it. I'm like, I think I'm going to carry this yeah. into even after the show. Like, I love this idea of getting up right away at 6, yep. doing something active. Like, yep. even when I well, start bulking again, yeah. I feel like I need to start doing... Well, that's what I do every morning is I get up and walk a mile every morning. Oh, dude, it's and so I'm, I'm a fucking power lifter. And I, but and it's so good for your heart. It's so... It, heart disease runs in my family. Yeah, dude, so, you got you know, to do it. With everything that I already do to myself, you know, what the hell am I doing if I'm not trying to take care of myself? So you got to think morning, about longevity a little yeah, bit, right? wake up. As soon as I get up, I go walk out on the treadmill. Yeah. Um, I got, you, I got you a eat little, first or you just do nope. empty? So, right, I, I think there's something big about empty stomach yep. movement. And then when you do eat, your body feels thankful because yeah. you just did some activity. And it, it depends on the phase I'm in and everything. Like, if I was still in prep, yeah, I would be eating... Then walking because you have but to eat all these calories. I'm not in, but I'm not in prep right now, so I'm waking up and you know I can take my time a little bit. It's more funny because people have this home. weird perception of body or power lifters, but it's like you're still having such a like you get to eat more fun stuff sometimes. Like I'm watching your Instagram stories, I'm yeah. like, this is dope. Yeah, this is dope. You but can. well, yeah, but I'm also seeing well, but I'm also seeing like you still like 
you know, you have like your eggs and rice in the morning. Like yeah. you, you're still on these certain protocols of food and everything. Like, so it's like maybe you have a little more play than like a bodybuilder yeah. getting close to a show, but you're still like putting all this work into getting the proper like macronutrients yeah. into your system. If I'm, you know, like if if I'm running late or if I got shit going on, I can stop at McDonald's and get a fucking burger and fries, and like yeah. it's a and it's okay. But like, should I? Well, that's like I can't tell you how many times lately, like where I'm just like sick of bad food. Right I was now. telling you, like where I'm just driving home and I'm like, you know, I could stop and grab something, but I, I think got it's rice. Like a, I it think takes it's me a, five minutes to cook those eggs. It's like a ninety ten thing, dude. Yeah. If you just do that, like not obviously not when you're in prep, then it's a hundred percent. But and I was telling you, it's weird because like I'm like just on basically protein, veggies, almonds yeah. right now, and it's weird because my system has never felt more clean. Yeah. And uh, it's really kind of feel healthy. It makes you want, like, wonder, like, what it makes you crave to continue to eat that healthy yeah. food. Because, like, when you when you start to feel that good, you don't even go like, I want that big greasy. It cheeseburger. starts changing you to like realize like feeling good is better than the like I look I look forward to my eggs, chicken, and rice. Yeah, but trust me, like the day after the show, my friends are taking. Oh me yeah, to I, eat. yeah, but that's different. We you have know, a whole talk, plan. And we're that. talking about the day after the show. Yeah. We're not talking about you know six weeks from now. No, 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 no. It's different. It's very different. But um, no, because yeah. actually, the day after the show, I'll go enjoy maybe even a little on the oh. Monday. Actually, the Monday I'll probably be right back on my protocol. Yeah, like, dude, I didn't even I didn't even post my own meat recap. My yeah. coach did because yeah. like I just didn't want to be. All I could think about was like, all right, what's next? Like, I know. Let's let's go. Like yeah. I was around all of that, and I'm just like, it doesn't right, feel like a finish. Go. It feels like a first. Yeah, like, it didn't. It didn't feel like oh, I just accomplished this. Now we get to rest. No, it was like no, I just unlocked another door. Mm-hmm. Let's, it, we like gotta, I want to keep going. Let's walk through it and look at how long the stairs are for the next climb. You know what I mean? Right, because you look at where you started, yeah, and then where you are now, and then it's like, wait, this isn't like the end. Yeah. This is just I, part of a I long journey. I didn't even journey. give a shit about posting the reflection or any. Like, I sent all the videos of the competition to my coach, and he's like, uh, "Do you want me to post these, or do you want me to wait? Because like, I don't want to take away your own." Meet, meet I mean, honestly, like, dude, that's kind of healthy. Like, dude, I don't even want to be on my fucking phone right now. Like, all I want to do is all I can think about is getting home and getting back to the grind. Re- like, yeah, recovering and getting right back on it. Like, well, the weird thing is, I actually love the grind. Oh yeah. Part. So that's why the if show is like, kind of. If you don't like to train, you don't do this. I love to train. Love that's to train. why, like, this whole bodybuilding thing's different because it's different. Yeah. Where like just training is like training every day you know like mm-hmm. this is like a specific training for yeah. a specific reason like i love i love competing i love meets and if i would do five a year if i could yeah but my my body just doesn't it's funny doesn't how much work. you know so much about um the bodybuilding thing too because yeah. i know you have so many friends that are competing and you, you've watched so many shows and like it's funny, like, we're talking about scheduling podcasts, and you're like, you shouldn't be doing any either. I'm like, so yeah. next week, you know, this will be the last one yeah. until after the Emerald like, Cup. No, you shouldn't do shit. You shouldn't do shit And you're right, week. because I just won't have the energy, dude. No, it, you won't have the energy, but you'll try to make yourself do it, and yeah. then it won't, it won't be as good. You'll, you'll look back, like, a month from now and look at that Why podcast, and you'll look I? at your face, and you'll be like, dude, like, I just wasn't in that. Like, yeah. I wish I would have saved all those conversations 
for when I could yes, be. Yes, yes. And I already there. have like next month kind of scheduled yeah, out. So it's exactly. like, okay, let's save all that energy for next month. And like. Exactly. Yeah, so that'll work out good, dude. Yep. But I think that was good advice on your part. But you've seen so many guys go through these shows. Yeah. Like, you know what the last week is like. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Because <laughs> as far as I've come, like, honestly, dude, the next week's going to be even harder. Yeah. And it's going to be like... Well, unless you got freak athletes like fucking Bliss on our team that can eat 400 carbs right now and still not be full. That's kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, it's, there's just... And that's, you know, that, there's just certain people that function differently. Like, my wife right now is on complete zero carbs. Nothing. Dude, she was working hard and, at Body Shop, and yeah. she was still a little worried. I'm like, you'll get there, And then Bliss, worry. and then our fucking men's physique guy, Bliss, has is still eating 400 carbs a day. And getting lean leaner, as fuck. Getting leaner, and Mark's looking at him like... Dude, we might have to put you on 600 carbs. And everybody at the Dude, posing class, wild. everybody at posing class is going like, you fucking prick. And I look at Hey, Blitz, it's just how his body works. And I man. looked at him, I'm like, how does it feel to be the most hated guy in the room right now? <laughs> what did he say? He just laughed. He just I laughed. mean, dude, some people are just yeah. really genetically Dude, gifted. At the Vancouver um, last year, like there was a guy that was, he was literally eating 500 grams of carbs the night before. He was still shredded. Oh my God. That's and insane. it's just like people's bodies just were different. Like, st- like Chelsea, for instance, like she can still eat a steak the night before. Yeah. She can't have any carbs. So I'm on no red meat. Yeah. Now. So yeah. she can't have any carbs, but she can still have fats. Because okay. her body processes fat really really well but her but carbohydrates make her hold on to a lot of water. water like we dropped carbs next day she was leaner next oh, day that's insane dude like her her water retention just and these are all little tiny tweaks that yep. you figure out just by trial and error well, yeah it's, it's um it's her i think fourth show with mark mm. and she has gotten at the four week point at every show she has looked better than her previous show so that's progress every single time and mm-hmm. You know, and and she's you know obviously she wants to go on stage and win and do well and everything. But, oh, one hundred percent. But for yeah. her, like, just beating the physique every single time and just being better every time she steps on stage is is a win for her. Right. That's how I'm looking at it as a me versus me. Yeah. It's well, how much work I'm because you know I'm not worried about. I mean, obviously, you want to do good, wanna, but I'm no, being realistic. None of us it. get into this and want to fucking lose. No. Like, I didn't go to the Pioneer Open wanting to take last place. I didn't, but, like, I didn't, that's what I told my coach. I was like, I don't, I just, as long as I don't take last, I'm good. Yeah. And, but, like, like, if I could win, I'd go for it. Fuck yeah, dude. But none of us get into this because we want to, we all have a little bit of ego and we all want to fucking I mean, I would win. love to have one of those fucking swords. Dude. Right. right. Like, yeah, I mean, I know all, the reality. I, of, dude, I'm still kicking myself in the, the pants because I missed out on a sword one fucking time at a powerlifting meet and I've never been close to man, it. Man, it's and, like, yeah. oh, you know what's crazy is too, like. I almost bought what, myself one. Just like what you learn just doing one prep. Yeah. Like, I learned so... Like, if I do another show, I learned yeah. so much. Well, that was that was the major thing um, that I was the most happy about with the prep I just went through. Yeah. It was, it was a... Uh, as my, co- my coach would call it, data. Yeah. We got, that was an amazing data experience. Oh, yeah. We learned... We learned so much this prep mm-hmm. that, like, we're like, we know what to fucking do now. Yep. And we know what not to do. And right. we're... And, like, so next time, like... We're doing it, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm so excited. Is because I, I I learned the things uh, that work, the things that don't work, the and things that kind of work but have this side effect. It's weird. You can read a million books, but until you do stuff, oh, yeah. you really can't learn. Yeah, no, not isn't at that all. wild? Not at all. That's why it, action is so important. Well, and you got to do it more than once. 
Oh yeah, you can't. Like, like, they're, they're, it's not as big of a deal anymore. But I can't tell you how many people I saw do one competition and then were a coach the next day. Like I'm literally. Oh yeah, no, no. Like, I'm literally oh just God. getting started, so it's like. I don't even want to think past the show. I no, was going to say, like, do the, enjoy the first one because you're only going to have the first one once. Because, like, my goal is to, like, probably do have one more show fun. and then balk for yeah, a long time. Have fun. Enjoy yeah. this experience. Like, you know what's weird? It is actually fun. A lot of people, a lot of people um, in any sport that they enter competitively have a hard time for, like, remembering, like, we're doing this because it's fun. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, there's so many powerlifters that I met that, like, oh, dude, I just hate this, but it's so, like, ingrained in me. Like, this is my identity. I have to keep doing it. Like, when did we forget that going into the gym and hitting some deadlifts was fun? It is fun. Like, what, what, like, yeah. Like, you're forgetting, like, the whole reason well, you started. Well, that's just sad, this. dude. If something becomes yeah. your identity that you're just doing it to hold on to your, your ego, you don't know identity, anything like, else. Right, You've done it's the like, same thing for the past twenty years. What else are you gonna do? So I always thought that was important. Like me and my wrestling promoter always talked about that. Like if you take away, like Nikki Free, because that used to be a big part of me. Uh-huh. Um, I, like I know who Nick Friedoff is. Just yeah. the kid from Iowa, small town kid. Like I know my roots. Like I'm I'm okay with just being Nick Friedoff. Yeah. Like you know not you know and I have like Nikki Free. I have the Nikki Free podcast. I have like the the lifter yeah. guy. But I also know. That it's okay to just be Nick. Yeah. I'm just this dude from Iowa, small town, great family. Like, yeah. I'm fine with that too, you know? Right. Like, I mean, and obviously I still need all the other shit, no, but, but it's it's part of who you but are. But it's, it's a good way to keep yourself grounded is like, okay, yeah. like, like take the, take the Instagram name away. Yeah. You know, take the, take the social media away, like. Well, some, yeah, there was a guy commenting on like, oh, you know, I had to make a post like where my abs are starting to come in and. You know, he's like all like, "Oh my God, you're a legend!" All this. I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm, like, uh, I'm yeah. just a dude." But you, but he thinks you are. I know, but it's weird because it's like, man, like I'm not even like close. No, to, and like, that's how I feel. It's like you know, I like, have I come back from this meeting. I have a few of my members and a couple clients that are like, "You did awesome. You killed it." This well, was like, I I get inspired and, by your shit, but dude, and I'm honestly. just like, I'm like, guys, you don't even understand how no. many people I was just in a room with that are so much yes. stronger than me. Yeah. Like, and we're around those I'm people. I'm not the man. But I think that's good because we're around people that are better than us all the time. Yeah, I, it's been a li- I've, I've been on a little bit of a selfish streak here. Like, like I have I've, Jordan as a coach. Yeah, come like, on. Like I've been recruiting a lot of like I've been bringing a lot of members in lately for my gym and everything. And I'd be lying to you if there wasn't a little bit of a selfish thing behind it because I've been trying yeah. to get in particularly really strong people. Right. Because I want. Well, you want your gym I to want, be strong. Well, no. That's no. not it. You want to be around them? <laughs> I want them to be around me while I fucking train. Yeah. Because so it brings the best out in you. Like that was the that was honestly one of the better things about this prep was the prep before that. Like I was the, I was the biggest fish in the pond. And that's not good. And yeah, and I didn't I mean it's not, dude. I, I was in, I was from well. like I said I'm from was from a small yeah. town. There was a time when I had, you know, been in bands yeah. there. I'd done the pro wrestling yeah. thing. You are like the guy in the town. But it's not like you're really that good. Yeah. You just, are, you know, you're just in a small pond. And now in the span of... And then you outgrow it and you have to yeah. go somewhere where you're like the littlest fish. And in the span of uh, like the past three months, I've, I've pulled in four guys that out deadlift me. Dude, that's amazing. And, and, that's what you want to be around. But I, and, and I pulled 40, I pulled uh, 50 more pounds this but prep. But it's going to bring, the, it's gonna bring the best out in you, dude. Like if you want to be around... 
It's I, like that simple yeah. saying of like if you if you want to hang out with like five losers, you're the sixth loser. Yeah. If you hang out with five winners, you're gonna. Be, I changed you know. my deadlift day to be deadlifting on the day that um, all the guys come in and train. Yeah. Because I wanted to be around that. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. I'm doing this right now too, and I know you guys are stronger, but I want to get stronger yeah, too. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's like because it's like you're competing every day. Well, and that just shows that you are confident in yourself to be around people better than you to bring the best out in yourself. Was that was that was one of the reasons that um, I got so strong in my teenage years. Being um, around like, like really strong well, people. Not just that, but I had the same training partner. Yeah. For like, we don't train, we don't talk anymore. There's been a whole other show with that, but. Anyways, yeah. like, um, like he, like you know, he always had, he always out deadlifted me, mm -hmm. always. Yeah, always. Well, I lifted with bigger... my best friend Stevie, who was a short guy yeah. and muscular as fuck. Yeah. Like, if he trained right now, he could out deadlift me. Yeah. In like, no. So time. like, I, mean, I, I had the total. Yeah. But he always out deadlifted. There was always that one. Dude, you got to be around those. There was people, always that like... one lift that he just had me on, and I couldn't, I didn't touch him. So right. I'm like, it, it, there was always that like, one day. One day I'm going to be So, him. like, when I went to college, that's what gave me the confidence to even enter wrestling school was, yeah. like, I was a tall, skinny kid, basically. Like, I, you know, I guess I had been lifting a little. My uncle Jeff had taught me some lifting, so I'd already been working out. But I ended up living close by these dudes that were, like, a grade or a couple grades older than me yeah. that were from the same school, even though we moved to college, but they were from the same town as I was. But in school, they were like the fucking elite athletes, wrestlers, football players, yeah. all this. And I was just lucky enough to get to like be thrown in the mix with these guys. And we ended up like, first of all, I did pass school. Don't know how, because all we did is we'd fucking like party on the weekends. Yeah. And then we'd stay, we'd go like run to Blockbuster Video, rent a shit ton of like Sylvester Stallone movies, yeah. stay up, watch them, get up, eat the next day, go to the fucking gym. Yeah. And these guys taught me how to lift and like, my point is exactly what you said. These guys were all so much better athletes than me. They, but they it makes really you want to be better. They taught me how to lift. Yeah. I mean, they taught me how to train, dude. Like, it changed my yeah. life. Oh, yeah. You know, this is yeah. like Scott Truka, Marty Beck, yeah. uh, Gooey. Um, just some really fucking good dudes. I don't know if they'd hear that, but yeah, like, well, shout out to knows? them. Good fucking yeah. people, man. Yeah, it's you got to surround yourself. Like, if you're the – like. Like I, that's one. Like I talked to Dan about this at the meet. Yeah. And he's been on the top for a while. Uh huh. And there's nobody, like there's nobody touching him. Right. But then, in this in this year, Jesus just broke his sleeve world record. Okay. And like, and not like broke it. Like he demolished it. it. Shattered I've, the I've record. I've never seen. A so what record. was the record, and what did he? So Dan's record was so Dan has both. He yep. has the sleeved world record total, and yep. then he has the wrapped world record total. Okay. So two different total world records. Um, so he had the so the sleeve one got broke, and it was twenty four eighty five. Okay. Jesus did twenty four twenty five forty one. This is what lift. This was his total. So oh, bench total, squat total, and total. deadlift. Gotcha, all gotcha. three. He did, and this guy's two years younger than me. Jesus. He did 1036, 600, and like 909. Holy shit. 600 pound bench? Yeah. Dude, and that's he's, insane. He's 24. Yeah, that blows my mind. That's, he, he squatted 1036. I feel like that goes with, it's like genetics, but then the, like the new yeah, science the, we have behind lifting. Well, it's not just that, but it's uh, like powerlifting and lifting sports used to be the reject sports. 
And now they're mainstream. Like the, it was all the uh, it was all the the athletes that like couldn't make it to D one, oh, couldn't make yeah. it to the NFL, yeah. couldn't be pro wrestler, like all that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah. Like so they chose lifting. Because was there any money in it really? Or no, 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 no. Is there any money? There in is it now. now. Okay. The, the meet I just did, they gave away one hundred twelve thousand dollars. Oh shit! Yeah, but like, you win that. That's a good. That's yeah. a good payday. But yeah. like now, now that there's fame to this and money to this and everything. Well, you get Instagram, your Instagram blows up, you get deals. A lot of these guys who would be D1 athletes are choosing powerlifting. Mm -hmm. So, like, I look at Jesus, I'm like, he'd be a D1 football player. Right. And But he chose powerlifting, and that's why he is succeeding so much, is because he'd be good at just about anything he decided to do. So kind of like a Brock Lesnar dude, like whatever sport. Yeah, it just so happened that the one he did chose was like the best thing he could have done. Right. But he absolutely, yeah, obliterated. So now Dan's sitting there like nobody was pushing him for a while. Yep. And now he's like, oh, someone's close. Because, like, to put it in perspective, like, there's only been, before Jesus just did it, there's only been three guys ever to total twenty over 2,500. Yeah. And Dan's the only one to do 26. The other two guys who did 25 are retired. Okay. So it's just him. So when you're sitting at the top alone, you it's, almost want competition. Where's yeah? What's where's the fuel? What's gonna make you? Where's, yeah, exactly. Because right I mean, now he's just check collecting, but now it's always competition that makes you the best. But dude. now someone's close. Yeah. So now he's like, I gotta put my stamp back down. Otherwise, it's too much. It's too easy to fall into complacency. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Without somebody chasing you, yep. or pushing you, why? Like you know, we always go to wrestling. Why was the Rock and Stone Cold so good? Right. Because they were both fucking well, fighting how, for that spot. How fun is it to break your own world record versus Not how as fun, fun is it to take to it own away somebody from, else dude. to take it away from somebody? No, that's so true. Like, like a world record's a world record. I mean, Don't I love me competing with yourself, right? Yeah. Like that's the big thing in the gym. Yeah. Like, yeah, but there is something about dude. Like that's why it matters when you said you have these guys at, at your gym that are like really good because you no. want to be around other people. Like it's one. Like you're not gonna get the same level of performance out of yourself without having other people around to compete oh, yeah. with because you just like i got an ego i want to be fucking better than people yeah i want to be and you want to beat yourself like they always say don't compare yourself to others comparisons that i want to be but you know i want to be the strongest guy in the room but i never want to be in that room you know what i mean no you want to be in the room where other people are yeah stronger like so i, I like getting... as soon as i'm out of that room i want to i want to be in the yeah. next room. because how do you get to be stronger otherwise yeah. you can't you're gonna yep. hit a wall yep I really like that big fish thing because it's. I oh. found that to be so true, dude. Like, you know, like you even like when I was wrestling in IPW, like I wouldn't, you know, there was guys that were just as good as me or better, but like, you know, I was the one that got the WWE tryouts and stuff. Yeah. And but that was good because then you had to go be around these people that yeah. were way it's like you were better. Right than up you. there, and then you went there and just. Boom. Oh, then you're at the very bottom, and it's like, yep. oh, oh shit, yeah. oh shit, Damn. you know, this is like the real thing. Speaking of that, I was just at the WWE Raw event. I saw that, dude. That was amazing. I have never heard someone booed more in my life than Dominic Mysterio. Dude, he's got heat. But, dude, he's like, there is no wrestler in the world more beloved than Rey Mysterio. No, he's amazing. And he walks in as just like, you're a deadbeat dad. Just... Yeah. Boo. Great storyline. He plays that sleazy shit so It was deafening. How yeah. much everybody just hated him. He had to pause several times, and he was fumbling over his words because people just hated him. I think there's something about a beloved, a beloved father, and then they want the son. Because, you know, their story starts out like, 
Yeah. Oh, they're all happy together. The son and the dad. And he yeah. takes after his dad. Now he's going to wrestle. I like well, him. He's jealous of his dad. But the thing is, like, there's something about that shitty, sleazy son that's, oh, like, it really... Was, it was fantastic. It's a good story. It dude. was such a good story. Well, plus, he's kind of got a cool look, and he's a good yeah. worker. And, like, well, it's... it's if um, I made this... I told this parallel to another one of my members who is um, uh, a wrestling fan, too, is he, he has this... They're making the parallel between him and Eddie... Because well, he's with the hair and everything. Well, yeah. not just that, but way back when it was Eddie and China. I remember that the, the now, Latino Heat, dude. And now it's uh, now it's Dom and Rhea. Dude, she's amazing. She is. Dude, she's like. But it's the same thing. But it's kind of a reverse role because when Eddie and China were together, it was a they were faces. Yes, they Dom were. Dom and right. Rhea are heels. Yeah, but. The thing is, the heat on Dom is so high. Everybody fucking hates Dom. Yeah. But Rhea is just so good. Everybody, Everybody loves, loves her. Loves Rhea. So it's a really like Dom will say something, and everybody will get like everybody will boo. But then Dude. Rhea clotheslines one of the dudes, and everybody goes, "Yeah." She is so good, and also like she is beautiful. I'm so like, happy that <sighs> they are sticking with this goth gimmick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's nice so, to see a it's really refreshing. It's nice to see a really beautiful girl that's like yeah. not traditional. It's different. It's different. It's like, yeah, it's like I'll like, see your Instagram posts and like all the tattoos and shit. I'm yeah, like, like how many how many tall, blonde or brunette girls with abs wearing the same kind of right. uh, ring gear have been? No, she's got something unique, and that's why Charlotte and Rhea were so like, oh my god, dude. so combustible elements because Charlotte. I like, need to go back and watch WrestleMania again. You you look at Charlotte and like that is your stereotypical perfect scenario queen. Queen. And then you got Rhea. Royalty. Ric Flair's and, fucking yeah. daughter. And then you got Rhea, who's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Yep. But they're both Goliaths in their own right. And like it, it could only ever be those two. Fuck. Ever. Such a good match, dude. It, oh, that was fantastic. It I was need to go wa- rewatch that, and I want to rewatch Reigns and Cody. Dude, the, the reaction Cody got there in that Seattle. That surprised me. The reaction Cody got there in Seattle, like... I dude, it, like with how much I heard Dom get booed, yeah. I've never heard somebody get cheered more. And like this is my this is my third WWE event. This is I've where you to. see that actually having him lose made him more beloved. Oh yeah, it was because I, I was worried. I was like, dude, why are you not? But now I'm kind of like, dude, I'm stoked to see him and Lesnar at Backlash. Yeah, because apparently this is not like a last minute decision. Like apparently it's been in the works for he Cody to lose a long for a while. Story line. Well, so here's the th- here's my theory with this and everything. Yeah. And, and we don't actually know if Cody's going to be the one to take it off of Reigns. That's right. what we don't we, know we right do not now. We know that. You're right. But, so we got Cody and Brock Lesnar, which is like, Dude, that's a holy dream. shit. Yeah. Nobody can bring heat like Brock Lesnar. I've traditionally loved Backlash like, pay-per-view, so I'm Brock Lesnar came out on Monday looking like, in basically Undertaker gear. I saw that. And that was such a, like, it's like, okay, Lesnar's been a face for a while. How do we get people to really hate him yeah there you go yeah take the uh, yeah but steal the gimmick of the yeah. most beloved so character they're gonna do the backlash match with cody and brock and right. i don't know what the result of that is but the because there's there's two either. options there's two options i think they want reigns to get that thousand days yeah I don't. So, Night of champions is the next pay-per-view he won't lose it there he's scheduled in that day that day is 1,000. Yeah. 
So I don't think he'll lose it there no matter who he's up. No. I could see them adding a stipulation between Brock and Cody. Like, if Brock wins, he gets Cody's opportunity to challenge. Right. I can see because like so, Brock lost his opportunity to challenge Reigns ever again. I saw as long that. as Reigns is the champion. Yeah. So there's a very interesting parallel. I don't know. That's the only thing I don't know is who is the next challenger. I mean, for me. Reigns. I got. I really hope we see Cody as champ I think, sometime I think at the right gonna, time. I think they're going to take the belt off of Reigns at SummerSlam. That's what I would guess. I think that SummerSlam's huge, dude. I think it's already almost sold out. Yeah. Like. 32,000 seats and tickets have Can I just say, I haven't it. been this into wrestling in a long time. It's so time. good right now, dude. Yeah. It's so good. It's like um, they've really come yeah. back. You know, and then this merging with UFC, dude, well, I feel like then, it's such a good thing. The, the rumor right now is like, okay, because Vince just came back and kind of fucked with things a little bit, but like, apparently they don't like that, so Vince is losing his I power. don't like it either because they've been on such a good role. So the, the story is right now is the draft is the kickoff for the Triple H era. Yes. Where, because like this is where storylines that haven't been making sense are going to go, mm-hmm. and people who have been on the shelf are going to come back out. Yep. And this is where we're going to start to see kind of a revolution of storylines, and I'm very excited. Well, that's like, kind of how it's felt, right? There's like, a rumor floating around right now that LA Knight's going to win the Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah. And that I'm like, that, you keep sending me memes of that shit, dude. I what, think that guy is that the guy shit. is incredible. He's a heel. He 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 pulled a Seth Rollins. Because yeah. Seth Rollins was a heel that just turned face because he's so was, good at that doing That was The Rock, too, dude. Remember, yeah. The Rock was just so fucking, like, he talking third person yeah. and shit, and people just loved him. Yeah, and L.A. Knight has done the same thing, where he's like... He's he, hard not to like. He, you put a mic, like, he could lose every, every week yeah. for the next three weeks, and then you could just put a microphone in his hand, and he's got it back. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. such a good talker. He's so good. He's like the total package because, I mean, I haven't watched much of his wrestling, but he has a great he's look. He's great. He's got a fantastic look. Yeah. He's got a fantastic look. He's awesome. So that's like all three. He has the look. Yeah, he can wrestle oh, and he he's, can fucking He's got talk. the mics. He's got rock mic skills. He that's just insane. does. He's, he's, he's so crazy good. Yeah. And uh, the uh, yeah, it's just um, I'm so excited for wrestling right yeah, now, dude. It's like, so, as a it's fan. Really, it's like, just fun to be watching yeah. like now because like. I don't know what's gonna happen next. It makes me feel like a kid again. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's just like I'm watching a good TV show again, and I get dude, to it see, was like, so funny developed. because I was like, uh, so I, we have uh, the Peacock network at yep. at work, and like you know, I, I can't put it on if there's people there because you you'd have to pay for it, right, to show it. But like when I'm cleaning up at night, sometimes I'll put something on. on yeah. And I threw on like WrestleMania 14, and it was like I was like doing something else, and I the girl I was working with, I'm like, where'd she go? And I'm like, oh, she got caught watching wrestling. Yeah. So I walked to the back, and she's just like enthralled. And it was like, like it was like a Sergeant Slaughter China Triple H thing oh, going yeah. on. Yeah. And she's like, is this re- what wrestling well, is? She's like, I would love this. So like, they're moving a big like. There's been a shift lately where they're kind of moving back to how they did things in the Attitude Era. That's what I mean. Because that's very, Triple H. Dude. They're ve- they're very faction reliant right now. If you just watch the Raw, yeah. there were. F- all, essentially four different factions that all brought at the, brawled at the end of it. Like, there was, they, they started the show off, and it was the Bloodline kicking off the show, and then the Judgment Day came out. Yeah. And then Paul Heyman's like, oh, due to Roman Reigns, these two groups are working together. But Finn fucking hates Roman. Mm-hmm. So he's just sitting there just going, like, boiling the whole time. He's like, like it or not, this is what's happening. 
But the bloodline got done with their job. Yeah. The judgment Day didn't. So there's there's already some seeds that being gonna, planted. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. these guys aren't gonna work together forever. And there's gonna, gonna be some kind of implosion. Like Rhea was just Dude, that's just so good Rhea for Rhea was just lines. mean mugging Solo Sokoa the whole time. So you're and just like, building storylines for the future. Paul's like, you know, Jay, like, switch spots with Sokoa. And Rhea just would move and start staring at him again. And she and he just looks at her like, are we going to have a problem? And she's like, not right now. Not right now. And I'm like, this is the the, the woman. And this, this is, is Solo Sokoa, a guy. And, the, and they're just... Seeds, and, and, and then, like, at the end of it, the LWO came out. And yeah. it was... Um, Sami Zayn and Owens and Matt Riddle and the Bloodline and they were just all brawling and I'm like, damn, dude, this is some attitude. So I love that shit. This That's is some like... attitude era shit. And then we got heel Trish Stratus. She looks amazing. Heel Trish, dude. I was live when she did her heel turn. I was I, I, there. You sent me I... that, dude. I like the fucking. I like her saying too, like I'm not a nostalgia act. I'm not, not your, your fucking fa- person you grew up on. I'm not your fantasy. I'm the best. Yes, that's I'm ever the best been. right fucking now. And, and not like, not not from the past. Not yeah. nostalgia. I'm the best right fucking and now. I like. I was because I was watching it. I was I was live watching it. And just the pause and everything that they were doing and how quiet it was. I was like. Someone's gonna turn heel. I did not think it was Trish. Yeah. I thought they were gonna try to flip Becky again, mm-hmm. and no, and it was Trish that just absolutely went ham on her. And I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at my brother sitting right next to me. I'm like, what the? Yeah, fuck? dude, you sent me that. On I'm like, like, holy, holy shit. shit! Like Attitude Era. Yeah, this is all to, Attitude Era to the shit. limit right now. It's amazing. I love it. Ooh. I gotta say, shout out to uh, you were talking about Finn Balor. That Edge Finn Balor Hell in a Cell was amazing. Finn Balor is the toughest motherfucker. Did you see on the that fucking cut, dude? Dude, so he yeah he had about a cut like probably about that long. Yeah. That was split on his head by about an inch. Yeah. They had to they injected him with a numbing agent off camera and then stapled Quick. his head with 21 staples so they go and off. he went right back right, into right. the match he gets a ladder thrown at him in this hell in a cell match busts his head open yep. we don't know what's going on. i see a bunch of blood dribble on the mat yeah. camera goes off him onto because we're both going like oh they just don't want you to see them bleeding that's what i'm thinking i'm like oh lame no, i was like his oh. head is sliced yeah, yeah. the complete i was open. thinking oh lame they're not allowing yeah. blood because it's not no, as cool as it used it to be it was so bad that if he would have got hit again we're talking like so Little did we know off camera, like you said, they come out and they staple his fucking headshot yeah. and he finishes the match and it's an amazing And match. then he works the next two Raws. Yeah. He comes out and he he wrestles Ray at the Raw that I was at with a torn calf too. Oh man, he's the fucking man. Like and Ray's head butting him. Yeah. And he's still Finn got Balor stitches is the in there. Fucking man, he apparently man. has a torn calf or something like that. Anybody and he still that's... worked a full 15, 20 minute match with Ray. And right. Ray is so high like pace that you have to keep up with him. I was when they hit the music, I was just like, "Oh yeah, Damian Priest is going to come out." And I'm like, "There's no way fit. like it's not going to be Finn cuz he's just he's beat up." And then he but no he's, he's the way. fucking man. Anybody that thinks wrestlers aren't tough, just go fuck Holy yourself. Holy shit, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, just go look at Finn Balor's Instagram or his Twitter and just... Because that head injury was insane. Tell me that, like, I've seen, I've seen like, better head injuries from car crashes. Yeah. Like, like not was, as bad ones, you mean? Not, yeah, right, yeah right. that was gnarly. That it was, was so fucking crazy. gnarly. Yeah, dude. it's so good to be a wrestling fan right now. I, I just have a couple friends that just started picking it up again, too. Yeah, like, I'm, like, straight up they're nerd. They're like, it's awesome right it's now awesome and i'm right like now. it's just so good right now it's so fun because you don't know what's gonna happen yeah 
It's really interesting. It's like enough of that bullshit of like, oh, it's not as good as it used to be. Oh. Look at what we got, dude. Mm-hmm. You're, you're missing out on everything if you start they thinking They just like need that. to split the titles, though. That's, mm-hmm. my, that's my only thing right now where I'm like, just split the titles. Yeah. Like so, yeah. The, cause, and it's, it's happening because there's a little bit of a demand from both of them. Because I'm a huge fucking nerd, dude. I listen to wrestling talk shows and stuff about this. Uh, well, I, I do a lot of podcasts. Uh, what, yeah. If you haven't listened to the, uh, What Culture Wrestling on okay. YouTube, that's a really good like insider information yeah. uh, YouTube channel. Got um, it, got but, it. But like, there's pressure from both um, TV networks that Raw and SmackDown are on right now. They're like... We need a champion on both. On each network. Because Roman's not going to work both of our shows all the time. No. He's almost not even there every week at this point. Which, which is, is kind fun. of okay. Yeah. Which is, he, he doesn't need to be. But It actually no, makes the belt kind of more prestigious. But there's no, there's no other number one guy. That is so true. It's, it's, so how do you sell the other shows? Where we've existed, there's been this, I hate the stigma of the unified, unifying the belts that has been like a trend since like 2015 yeah like i just i don't enjoy it like i get it but like i just it's just kind of like like did we really need the tag titles and the world titles unified at the same time like really right like i get it you're trying to make that like champion of champions just the one champion more prestigious just have the like they did it so well um both times when drew was champion and Big E was champion. They both wrestled Roman. Well, you know, and then the thing was, like, when the championship belt used to be a single belt and the tag yeah. belts were a single belt, like, during the Attitude Era and, like, once, you know, SmackDown started, like, yeah. you would see the champ on both shows. Bring back the big gold belt. So it made... Well, I, that's Bring my back the big gold belt. fucking belt. But you know what I'm saying? So, like, it made sense. But yeah. if you're not going to have the champion work both shows, like, you almost yeah. have to split They them. They did a good job... When Biggie was a title holder, miss him, want him to come back. Yeah. Um, and then Drew was a title holder. They did because they always do Survivor Series and they always do the brand versus brand. Dude, stuff. I love Drew too. They do that. that the shit. They always do that brand versus brand stuff. Yeah. And just have the two champions have a match, yep. and whoever wins is the better champ. Which is what they did at Survivor Series. They didn't. They didn't unify the belts until it was Brock Fuck, versus. I love Roman Survivor again. Series too. Dude. They 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 did Drew versus uh, Roman. And Drew lost, so Drew was still the world, the heavyweight champion. But Roman, but Roman was the universal champion, Bam. and like, and you just you saw that and you knew, hey, Roman, like the they're guy. both champions, but Roman's the guy because Roman. Dude, beat. how cool is Roman? Like just the whole story the of where, best, when they first pushed him, people the best didn't character like him. flip, the best character flip ever was. Yeah. I don't know why it took this long to make him a heel. Like he is at the peak. He of loves his it. He loves what he's doing. Man. It, it it was getting like until they flipped Sami Zayn until like they betrayed Sami Zayn. Yeah, people were cheering the Bloodline. Well, of course, he's so fucking good. It's they were doing so good at being the bad guys that you couldn't help but just go like these guys. Right. It was are like the awesome. Shawn Michaels Rock thing. Like you, yeah. they're so good that you just fucking like them. It's like when it. they tried to turn Stone Cold heel. Didn't fucking. It work. just didn't work because every, Stone Cold. Like, like they made a they the what chant. Was what? never supposed to be. What? It was never supposed to be a good thing. You get your protein. What? Get it was some, uh, yeah. some creatine. What? It was get nev- your BCAAs. Yeah. What? Go it was never supposed to be a, a thing. 
Right. But he did it to try to annoy people. And, and it, was, it, it was annoying, but you know everybody what? Everybody just did it back. I kind of like it. Everybody just yeah. did it back. Well, it's just like the... He, he said he got that from like he would call Christian on the yeah. phone and he'd leave these funny messages. <laughs> he'd be like, hey, you go to the tanning bed? What? Get yeah. this done? What? You know, yeah. like... Well, it's LA Nights. That's why I love LA Nights because he's doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's great. I love it. And then you have like, and, dude, there's nothing like a good yeah. And then Seth, Seth is like the most over guy on the dude, planet. Dude, he's amazing right now. Like he literally, with one character, went from face heel to face, all in dude, one that's go. That's what I'm saying. Any of these and people, only, and all that changed was just the people he was wrestling. He that's started what I mean, off as so a, like when he was wrestling the Miz when he first started that character. He was yeah. a face, yeah. and then when they put him in the programs with Cody, he turned. He was a heel, and then he just organically came back. Dude, look at face. the talent we have. Anybody that's like, it's not as good as it used yeah. to be. Look at the fucking talent. Now. Sit, go like just watch an episode. It's on point with Attitude Era. Watch an episode and tell me how Finn many, Balor, Cody yeah. Rhodes, Seth Rollins. See, all you got to do is like, tell me how many people you hear. How many times do you hear the crowd sing someone's song? That's all you, and that will tell you how like over and how they good are. the talent pool is right yeah. now like everybody sings Seth's and the strongest female everybody and, sings know, Ray's yeah. everybody sings Rhea's everybody sings like Cody Cody everybody fucking blew the hell up and then same with Bobby Lashley Bobby Lashley's music sucks yeah. but everybody sings it because he just goes like, so fucking good boom like and I was sitting there like this is lame but it's dude does Bobby Lashley even age I fucking okay I'm I don't like Bobby Lashley. Yeah. At all. I think he's boring as fuck. Yeah. Put him back. Redo the Hurt Business. Uh-huh. Why did they take that away? They had a very... I don't know if that was when you were watching or not. No. But there was a really good faction that was the Hurt Business. Okay. And it was all African-American wrestlers. Yeah. And it was... Um, Bobby Lashley was the, the head guy. And then right. there was Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. And they oh, were attacking. I fucking team. love Shelton Benjamin. And then... You had MVP. Dude, and, I love MVP. And you had him basically in the Paul Heyman role. Dude, how good is MVP? That, yeah. And that was Fuck, he was, that was the faction. And there was a very short time yeah. where Bobby had the, the, the World Heavyweight Championship and Cedric and Shelton had the Tag Champs. It was a very short amount of time. And then they just split them up. And I was like, ah, come on. But that was another faction that worked really well. It was so good. Because it, they, were just, they, they rolled in with suits. They yeah. looked really perfect. They were the dude. They were the hurt business. I'm trying to get a suit. I want to start yeah. rocking that kind of. It was. It was just so like they were just like you had the bloodline where they were all you know tattooed uh, Islander guys, and then you had the hurt business. They were yeah. all like professional, professional. like day, like MVP. So like the all fun group, rings. and then the fucking dude. Yeah. MVP is so fucking oh, yeah. good. He's good. He's a. I. He's, they need to do more with him. They. I. I appreciate them putting him with Omos, but like, Omos just is not, he's just another big guy. Now, granted, he's a big guy that can move a little bit better than the rest of these big guys can. Right. But he just doesn't have enough personality. Okay. So yep. put him back with Bobby. Yeah. Just put him back with Bobby. Just a, just a fucking big dude. Yeah. Sometimes you need those people that are just in the background, but they're just big, well, cause, intimidating cause guys. Because Bobby can, Bobby can talk. I yeah. just think like he when they when Bobby's a heel, he's great. Yeah. Because then he gets on the microphone and he's an asshole. 
Right. But when he's a face, he's just kind of... Because he, he just, like, the crowd cheers him just because he's the big, strong guy. He's fucking huge, and everybody dude. gets the nostalgia bump because they think old EC... They, not old ECW, but, But the like, new ECW they, they from the... They think all of that, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's Bobby Lashley. Dude, I loved that era with the new ECW, yeah. kind of. Like, remember yeah. that shit where it was, like... Like, 2006 Like, if Cena wins, we riot and all that shit. Oh, that RVD was great. RVD like, versus Cena. That was amazing. Uh, we had uh, Terry Funk and McFoley versus Funk, yeah. Edge and Nick Tommy Foley. Dreamer. That's still one of my favorite WrestleMania matches ever was Edge versus McFoley. Oh, my God. Such where an they, underrated Where he spears one. him through the, the flaming table. And that was one of the matches that kind of stole the show that nobody expected. Oh, yeah. It's like because it, And Mick Foley did that with a lot of guys. He did it with Randy. He did it with Triple H. He did it with Edge where he, you know, he's the hardcore guy. Dude, he's like an under – I mean, he's not underrated because – he is rated well, but yeah. if people don't realize, like, he's one of my Amazing. favorites Love of all time. He's the one that gave his body, mind, and his soul in every aspect to the to And if you ever brand. listen to that guy, man, he's, oh, yeah. like, the greatest human being. And see, I watched him when he was yes. over in TNA, too. And I he thought was, he was good in and TNA. And he was good in TNA because he was, like, the top guy. Dude, he even it had some hilarious. great matches in TNA when he was, like, beat the fuck up. Well, that's what I was um, – I don't remember. I think it was you – I talked about that. It was like uh, Kurt Angle when he was over in TNA. It was great. Some of his best matches were yeah. in TNA. Yeah. But that's not for a good reason. That's because TNA didn't give a shit how many perks sets he took. He was really... But like you never saw Kurt Angle do a moonsault off of a stage onto a table in WWE. No, he but was... But in TNA, he did it. I think he was pretty hard on himself during that era, oh, yeah. but he had definitely had some good. Like I'm saying, he like you said, he was yeah, yeah, he was coked deep out of in his, his fucking drug problem. But I mean, holy, like the him rolling up and headbutting Samoa Joe the yeah. first time they meet, and he hit him so hard he made Samoa bleed. When all that main event, and that wasn't shit, supposed. That was like, oh, I loved that main event. Mafia. Yeah, that shit was cool, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was the the old dogs coming in and. And that was, and one they of, would do the suit thing. And like that was one of the downfalls of TNA was like too they, many old people. They, they got they they relied way too much of bringing in hype talent. They brought like, in Bischoff, was, Hogan. They like went it, to that's when it Monday night. That's to when it. That's when it. It's when they the lost their special uniqueness. I that's think. when the the downfall was. Like yeah. it was great. Like I still remember watching uh, Slammiversary and like it's uh, Kevin Nash and Kurt Angle versus. Sting and the mystery partner. Yeah, and then and they're like, you've had history with this guy. He's a former world champion, and he doesn't like you. And then fucking Booker T walks out, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like eight years old. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I, yeah, Booker T's great. But um, yeah, it's when they broke when they brought in Hogan and Bischoff. It's weird though because I was home. like excited about that because I remember like, well, who wasn't? It was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I remember watching like, oh my god, Monday we'll have to flip between but the then, channels. And then shit. they took away the six sided ring. Yep, and then they moved the, and then they they made the blue brand. So they just, lost their niche. Yeah, they lost their unique. Because like the the thing with like TNA always felt a little more underground, just a yeah. little oh, bit. Oh, definitely. And they had the six sided ring, so it was a lot more high pace. Like yep. they did the lightweight guys way better than WWE. Yeah, ever like did. the X division. Yeah, because like because like, basically what the X division was was the cruiserweight division. Yep. But they made the cruiserweight division. Feel like it was important, right? Like it, like uh, Frankie Kazarian and 
Dude, Christopher he's good. Because then you would have guys like AJ Styles. Is Kazarian still on yeah. uh, AEW? AEW. I was going to say, I fucking love Dan- that guy, I don't know dude. if him and Daniels are still wrestling, but I know that they're still involved in executive roles. Okay, good, because um, I think they're fucking great. Love Frankie Kazarian. He's yeah. amazing. But, yeah, it was because you had some of those X-Division guys that would go up, and yeah. then they would win that world title. Right, and like you had like AJ Styles. Well, AJ Styles is the best of the yeah, best. Yeah, you had that, that example. But Still to this have... day, I love that that was Undertaker's last match, dude. Yeah, was AJ, and yeah. it was weird because it ended up kind of saving the Undertaker's last match was the COVID thing because yeah. they had to film it as this like staged staged thing. Yeah. And you know what? They got though? to have they got to have fun with it. Yeah, and Taker got in like crazy good shape for that for the oh, last yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And he looked good, dude. Yeah. It was cool how they kind of resurrected the American Badass yeah. thing one last well, that, time. Well, that's still my favorite character. I like the Dead Man is the Dead Man, and I love him. But like my favorite character was always American. Oh, Badass. when he came out as American Big Badass evil, Judgment Day it. for the first time, I remember he came yeah. back. Me and my buddy were like taping the pay per view, and yeah. we lost our fucking. Because you heard the gong. It's like ah. Yeah, and you, you heard because you hear the gong, and then you're like. Oh, he's like Undertaker, even if you don't like Kid Rock, he's, back. and then you, you know, hear "I am American Badass," you're like, "What the yeah. fuck?" I know people are mad at Kid Rock for like you know blowing up Bud Light cans, nah, whatever and shit, whatever. We're not gonna talk about that shit. Fucking all that shit. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's but just, that's when back then, dude, Kid Rock, when that song came yeah. out and Taker came out, you lost your fucking mind, bro. It was like, good. It was. I'm 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 waiting for AJ to come back. I remember I had the No Mercy game too yeah. for '64, oh, yeah. and that had the American Badass Undertaker, yeah. and you're like. Yes, this is so yeah. dope, dude. I, there's there's three guys right now that when they come back, I think it's really going to like glue everything back together. Yep. AJ, Biggie, yeah, and Randy. Dude, you're so right. Like, holy shit! Yeah, like those three guys. Like those those are just kind of the missing pieces right now because they brought back the OC. Randy Orton might be one of my favorite of all time, dude. He's definitely one of the best that's ever done it. Um, and cause we've talked about that and like, I can't think like there is no better program to run than Cody and Randy for a title at Dude, Mania. Could you fucking imagine? Cause that's that? exactly what H and Batista did. Could you imagine Trip- Cody Rhodes versus like Randy Orton? Just ima- like main event WrestleMania? Heel, just imagine a heel Randy Orton going yeah. back. Cause no, like very few people do a heel better than Randy. Nobody. And very few people make you believe that he's actually that, like... Well, because he kind of is. Dur- like, dude, back he's in... He's got two- that in him. Back in 2009, when it was, like, him versus the McMahons. Yeah. And, like, he punted Vince and all. I love like, that. Like, I yeah. believe that this dude was Like, when he, when he had Triple H handcuffed and he, like, kissed oh, Stephanie yeah. after he knocked I was, her out. I believed. I'm like, why is this guy not getting arrested? And he looked like, like he got so much joy out yeah. of it. You know, like, so, being evil. He got yeah. joy out of and being like, evil. And, like, when Edge came back and, like, he's like, no, like, I'm trying to protect you from hurting yourself again. And, like, I'm going to put you down so you can't, like... Yeah. That was all so good. So like I'm like so you can right. like Cody is just beyond over. Yeah. And Rand nobody can bring heat to a story like Randy. So you gotta you, that's my thing, is like get get a belt on Cody. Yep. Like either at the rumble or before the rumble. Make it huge. I get want a, Cody to get what like, he deserves. Get a belt like. on Cody before that. Bring Randy back at the rumble. Yeah. And have Randy win. Because not only would that be historic, because that would be, he'd be the most winning Royal Rumble winner ever. Right. But imagine if he goes to Mania and wins. Dude. Because then he breaks 
the title world record. With Because uh, John Cena and Ric Flair are tied. 16? Yeah. Then he moves into that group. So he'd have 16 or he'd he, have 7? He has 15 right now. So he'd be part of the Ric Flair, John yeah. Cena group. Dude. So that's what I'm saying is there's no bigger – because, like, I'm like, you're like, you got Cody's mentor. He's – and then you have him win the Rumble. So now he's won the most Rumbles in history. He broke yep. Stone Cold's record. Yes. And then you have him win a world title off of Cody at Mania. And then and – 16. Then, yeah. And then you go to – and, like – 16 Randy's, times. Randy's very close to being done. If you play it perfectly, I mean, he's gotta be. If you play it perfectly, you go to backlash, and then you. It's have, weird because Randy seems like a guy that's like yeah. never could retire because it seems like he takes such good care of himself. But yeah. he's gotta be feeling. But you it. do, you do. He's Rand- up in his forties, dude. You, you like, do, yeah, you do Randy versus Cody at Mania. Yeah. And then you go to backlash. You do Randy versus Cody and like hell in a cell. Like, oh my god, like, that'd be pure evil. And then, and then, Can you imagine Randy you picking have, someone apart in Hell in a Cell? But then just... you have like Cody retire Randy at that match. Yeah. Who who better to do it? Be pretty dope. Who better? And then that's the like I can't imagine a better like off into the sunset thing for god. Randy. It's so weird here thinking that Randy Orton's gonna be done soon. I mean, we're I'm still like his back apparently is so fucked up. I, and, so I mean, it's so it's so deceiving because he looks so good always. He keeps himself. He he looks great right good, now. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's hard to believe, but he, you got to remember he's been wrestling like well, how many years? I mean, he got to WWE in like 2002. And he's in his 40s, bro. Like that's a long like, time. We're talking well over 20 years. It's got to be adding up. And you know, he had his dad was Cowboy Bob Orton, so you know that he was. Training and drilling and everything yeah, yep. in his teenage years. So, yeah. yeah, dude's got a lot of miles. A lot of miles on that body. And you, you got to think about the amount of, like, rivalries he's had and the amount of times that he's, like, just gone through wars with people. Like, yeah, he's never half-assed Like, it. you know, he's he's had that crazy match with Mick. And then he Dude, had, the matches with Mick Foley and him, yeah. and then, that one at Backlash is still one of my favorite matches of all time. Insert any of the three or four different feuds he did with Triple H. Him and Triple H. And then amazing. insert one or two or three of the ones he did with John Cena. Dude, you're making me want to go watch all and, kinds yeah. of wrestling from the past. And then, right like, and then add the sprinkle in some Edge ones here and like... Like, yeah. the, the dude's been in so many programs and so many feuds Fuck, that he's, like, dude. yeah, the mileage that's on him is, like, nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's, like, it's, it's just so hard to believe because he looks so fucking good. But but you can look at his but, face and be like, yeah. You can he's, tell. He's, he's getting rough. But you know what? That means that he's got a lot of, like, uh, good matches left in him. Because he's still got enough. I, I think he's got a couple good runs left in him. He's going to really, have to decide. I loved RK, bro. I loved it when they put him with Matt Riddle. Because Matt Riddle's so, so good at just being a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And Randy's, you know, he's the... They the, were good together. The savvy veteran and everything, so... Yeah. And What do you think's in the future for Matt Riddle? Well, Matt's back right now. Because he's so good. I just don't know what he's back right now. level he'll ever get so to. It's, it's, right now, they're doing a little feud with him and Sola Sokoa. Do you feel like he needs some kind of character change to really take no. it to the next level? No. Or? I I think you just need to dumb like reduce the dumb stuff a little bit. 
like a little more seriousness and just like because he's let, a serious athlete, which they're they're doing it right now. Yeah, like they um because Kevin Owens does not take him seriously at all. Yeah, or maybe it's Sammy, one of the two. No, they don't take him serious at all because he was like, no, dude, I got an idea how we can deal with the bloodline. He's like, Solo hits people with his thumb, so I'll hit him with my big toe, and everybody's like, you're a fucking Idiot. moron. And then he's like, no, guys, I'm joking, like. They put me on the shelf. They put my friend Randy on the shelf. So then he got serious. He's for a like, second. I want to beat the shit out of these guys. And so I was like, there you Thank go. you. I'm yeah. like, you still got the comedy punchline, but you reeled it back in. And you were like, no, like he's well pissed. because he should be taken serious. He is a serious athlete. He's dude. he's he is a one of the best athletes they have. He is, a, he is a former. Uh, old, uh, UFC fighter. Yeah. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. I remember because I didn't realize that, and I went back and watched some Ultimate Fighter, and I just was like, "Like, oh, he's... he was the guy that they were making fun of for having a hot mom." <laughs> oh no shit! I, yeah. I can see him having a hot mom for some reason. Oh, he was like nineteen, twenty when he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got a few. Um, like Shayna Baszler is a fucking killer. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of Rousey, but that's is neither here nor there. Was why is that? I just don't. Just not into her. I she I, made a lot of money. I was WWE. not. In, I was not into her from the start. As soon as as soon as she started popping up, I'm like. Ah, so that's what's cool about this merger with uh, UFC. Yeah, you'll probably there's start gonna to be see, some crossover. You'll start to see. Well, yeah, like you put a fucking microphone at Conor McGregor and throw him in the middle of a WWE ring. Could and, you imagine, bro? <laughs> Holy shit, that would be some fucking primetime shit. I'd yeah, be watching that. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I think this, like, you know, it could be an opportunity where guys, like, get older in UFC and they can't, but they could still do stuff. They could still so do So they stuff. have a, they have, like, a... An avenue. A big yeah. following. They're very yeah. popular, but they really can't fight anymore. But they need to pick the right people, because Cain Velasquez was not he it. Was, he wasn't it. He wasn't it. That was it. not it. It was hype. It was cool, and it just did it just didn't not work. work. No, it I just agree. didn't work. I remember so. that fizzled out really but fast. Like, but you pick somebody like Shayna Baszler, who's like, when WWE signed her, she's in her mid to late 30s. So she's she's past her prime for, for fighting, fighting. but not but, for wrestling. But yeah, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, this and it works. It works. Right. Yeah. That's exciting, dude. Yeah. Like, when you heard that about the merger, did you think better? I was like, I thought stoked. it was great because I, because it was way better than the alternative. It was which, Saudis. Which it was going to Saudi, which I, the only thing that really made me worry about that was women's wrestling. I well, was dude, very, just the idea of selling to the. I was very worried about women's wrestling. Yeah. With the Saudis buying it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that really had me kind of like, oh, no. Well, but because then when I heard that, um, that's what would have happened, dude. Like they don't even. I remember some of those shows. Did they eventually have a show in Saudi Arabia where they let the women wear their normal gear? No, they because they, cha- they, th- give they them make them wear gear. t-shirts like cover they, up. They just think like they're regular gear, but they definitely like they'd wear long sleeve shirts. Put some dude. stuff on, like they'll put Spanx under. Like Rhea Ripley wrestled in Saudi. Like she had her normal stuff on. But then she had like kind of like a spank bodysuit on. Underneath but also, it. I think that's bullshit. It is, but Saudis lo- Saudis it's love the wrestling. Saudis. The Saudis love wrestling. I mean, I don't blame them for making all that money over there. No, holy shit, they made no. a lot of money. I mean, if it was enough to bring Shawn Michaels out of retirement think, that time, I like, think Saudis. I think Night of Champions is in Saudi. If I can yeah. remember right. Hey man, they got to do business. So, I know. don't blame them. It's just like it's just weird when your just culture pick is your, that different. Pick your events right. 
Yeah. You know? Like, don't do something like the Royal Rumble in Saudi. No. Because, like, if the women's Royal Rumble would be terrible. It'd be horrible, dude. Yeah. It's just sad that some cultures still treat women that way. Yeah. It's, you know? well, hey, the world, the world is what it is, man, and it's just. Yeah. What are you going to do, right? Right. Like. There's nothing I can do about no, it. No, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like I'm not going to go on the, online and bitch about you know, what Saudi Arabia and how they represent women and everything because, like, what am I supposed to do about it? Nothing. Like, it's not like. It is what it is. I don't like to be that guy that's, like, stay in your lane, but, you know, there's certain certain battles to pick. Right, yeah. I just, yeah, that's not a cool thing no, for sure. not at all. Makes you happy to but, live in the U.S., But dude. I was going to say that's our culture over here. It's different. You know, it's different. We're just different upbringing and everything. So we look at that different, and they don't know any better over there. Right. They have no other uh, frame of reference, really. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's just like anything we've learned growing up. We just know what we know, right? Yep. And then you, like, learn as you you get older. You learn about the rest of the world, and then you get to kind of make your own choices. I agree, man. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting as you grow, like, and you, you know, you go to other places, you learn about other cultures, and you, like, yeah. It's kind of cool, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Even moving here was a big culture shock. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Pacific Northwest is very different. That's why I like it. We're one of um. We're also a very rare like geographical place because right. we have so many different biomes yeah. and so many different uh, places and um, like um, locations that are just so different from one another. Like you can live in Seattle. Yep. And you can drive three hours different four different directions and be in a different climate. Dude, that's wild. Like, you can go... You can even, like, live in Seattle and then drive to Redmond and the people you're around are going to be yeah. so different. You can drive north and it's going to be very dense woods and uh, salt water and yeah. all that. Or you can go east and you can go into the mountains. So even the climate changes. Or you can go further east and go into the desert. Right. Or you can... All right, everybody. It is time to take... A short break for our sponsors. Uh, the Nikki Free Podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, they are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. So join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. So it is 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code NikkiFit at manscaped.com. Uh, so the thing about it is like when you're, you know, you, you're trying to shave your balls, you got like a date or something, you know, you, you don't know where things are going to go, but you don't want to be like showing up all messy down there. You want to show up all clean. You want to be looking good down there. You know what I'm saying? So like we've all done that. You get a shaver out, you go to shave yourself. And what happens every time you cut your balls, man. And it's no good when you cut your balls. You know, you start bleeding all over your ball sack. You got blood going everywhere. You get it cleaned up. You go on the date. And, like, uh, obviously, you know, you're a high-performance male. So, like, things are going good for you in the date. You know, stuff starts going well. And next thing you know, like, one thing leads to another. But then the thing is you whip it out. And, like, there's a big thing. Like, you know, your, your balls are all cut up. And it's, like, all sore down there. And it's, like, such a turnoff, you know. So it's, like... You don't want that to happen to you, you know? Like, you don't want a big open wound on your ball sack when you're out on a date. Like, that's just no way to be. So, so guys, it's time to take care of yourself. All right, look at this. Look at this product. 
it's awesome thank you manscaped um this stuff is so great you know they also threw in this beard hedger which is just a great beard trimmer we'll talk about that another time uh but this is the performance package um so yeah you know guys use uh go online go to manscaped.com if you want 20 percent off use code nikki fit you will get 20 percent off and free shipping worldwide so check out the performance package it's awesome and thank you guys so much uh use code nikki fit save 20 percent. you're really helping out the podcast and i want to say that i was already using manscape before they started sponsoring the podcast i think they're a great product so thank you guys for picking this stuff up use code nikki fit save 20 percent and free shipping you're really helping me out you're helping out the podcast and thank you to manscaped and thank you guys uh go out there let's get cleaned up let's get cleaned up let's not go out there all messy and stuff we got to look good all right guys thank you you can go down south and it yeah or you can go over to uh, ocean shores and be on the coast like yeah. where else can you go where you have all those... forest mountain desert coastal climate that's what's cool yeah. about this area i do like it yep it's pretty dope yeah all right, dude, so, like, uh, I was going to ask you, what was your last powerlifting show like? It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> was, Did you want to talk about dude. that at all? It was nuts. Like, um, well, so, I, I was, like, a nervous wreck going into it because um, four weeks out, um, the day I hit a bench PR, I did something in my pack. I popped something in here. I didn't get... I didn't, so, that's scary. I didn't tear anything, but I definitely... It, like, but you it, knew in four weeks I have to perform. Yeah, and it was, and I, I was way under on my uh, what I should have been able to do for bench, and that was just for safety because I'm like, right. it's not worth tearing a pec off. It's not worth tearing your fucking pec. So dude. I just hit what I needed to hit. If you tear your pec, how long does that take you? About off a year. Of? Oh my god. If you, well, it depends. If you tear the muscle belly, it's about three four months. Yep. If you tear the tendon, it's about a year. <sighs> okay. Um. So I had that. I was dealing with so I was not able to optimally peak my bench and actually bench at the meet what I did do at the meet I wish I would have gone a little bit more because I actually was in a little bit better shape than I thought I was okay um, but that wasn't the major kicker what actually was was five days out I tweaked my back and I tweaked it bad yeah. I don't know what I did I was just squatting maybe I didn't warm up enough I don't know but yeah. I was just hitting 385 which is at that point, nothing for me. Right, right. And hit the first rep, fine. Second rep, I just feel something go in my back. And I instantly, oh, oh shit. shit. And I'm trying to walk it off. I'm like, nope, it's getting tight. It's getting tight. And I just I just unrack everything go home. And you, I'm like. You kind of knew, like, fuck. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be one of two things. I can, you know, go to bed, wake up, and I'll be okay. Or it can be a problem. And I went to bed, woke up, it was a problem. Yep. So I was doing everything I could. I was going to my PT. I'm like, keep in mind, I had five days left. Dude, so, that's insane. So I was doing everything I could to, like, and even the day of the meet, I was still hurting. And I, like, I, you know, I felt, I, I felt good enough to do everything day-to-day normally. But and now, how's like, the back feel right now? I'm good now. Okay, I, good, I, good. I, it's definitely still, like, there's still some stiffness there. There's still something that's a little guarded back there, but I'm I'm fine. Like I'm. What do you think it was? Just one little wrong move or something? It, yeah. 
just a freak thing. Yep. There's no reason it should have happened. It just did. Right. Oh, well. Um, so that was super nerve-wracking because, first of all, I'm on so much fucking ibuprofen and Aleve uh, and everything yeah. walking into that meet that day, and I'm just like, I'm a nervous wreck because I don't know if I'm going to try to stand up with my opener and get folded. Mm-hmm. I got no clue. Um, and then, like, going into a powerlifting meet, like, the atmosphere changes as the day goes. Right. Everybody before squats is very quiet. Okay. They've got their headphones in. Because, like, because if you miss all three of your squats, you're out. Yep. So you need to make at least one. Mm-hmm. And the, everything changes when squats over. Because, but, like, I walk in and all these guys that I talked about that I had a great time with, they're all just sitting there. Just thinking. Just like, like, I walk in, in and Dan looks at me and just kind of. Uh, it's a I'm, serious And moment. I look at him, and I'm like, yep. I'm like, it's, I'm like now's not the time. To be goofing to around. Fan, well, it's not the time to fanboy. Right. It's not the time to go up and be like, I'm such a big fan. Like, no. Now no. this is the time to leave every like, – because I've been here, and I know what it's up. I know what it's like. Now, fortunately for me, squat is my favorite time of the day. So I don't really get as nervous during squat. Yeah. Because I'm really confident in my you, squat. Okay, yep. I wasn't as much because of my back, but I still was like – this, this is, is my, my list. This is my favorite time of the whole meet, so I'm kind of just vibing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was real worried because I'm like, I might try to stand up with just one one plate, and it'd just be, nope. And uh, I was getting ready, and I was like, okay, I'm, I got two pain pills. I'm a, I threw a Percocet back. Yeah. I was like, dude, I'm like, I got to do something You got to do it. So yeah. I, and I, to be honest with you, I barely even felt that pain pill. So just Miley and Perk, know, dude. I don't even know what... I don't even know if it helped me or not, but um, God, I I knew I was strong because I, I stood up. Um, I normally warm up at the bar, but we um, we were on a little bit of a time crunch. Yep. So I stood up with the um, the first plate, and it felt like nothing. Okay. And, and I was like, oh. You're like, thank. I God. was like, well, like I could still feel the pressure on my lower back, but I'm talking about just how strong I was. Yep. It didn't feel like there was any weight. It okay. felt like less than the so bar. So the strength was there. So I was like. Back oh, was man. still injured, I was but like, the strength was there. Oh my god, I'm strong right now. So just warming up, warming up, and I, I I knew I was like, okay, if I can get over 500 in the warm up room and it not like feel like it's gonna go out on me. Yep. I'm gonna be fine. Yep. Like. And then you were. And I was fine, but I got I got jerked around at this meet a little bit on squat, like I've never like it's never happened before. So mm. this was a huge meet, right? And our side. So stereotypically, the big guy's side is going to go slower. Yep. But we actually were moving faster on our side, and I think that's because they gave us the much better spotting and loading crew because it was a two-platform meet. Okay. So we had a much stronger and bigger spotting and loading crew. Yes. So they were just motoring through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came back and said, hey, you guys get a five-minute intermission between the end of flight B and the beginning of flight C. And right. I was like the third guy up on squats in flight C. Okay. So I was like, cool, I'm gonna hit my last warm up now, like right when the right when the flight ends, and then I'm good. I'll have like five or seven minutes. Right. I do it, feels fine. Mm-hmm. I start to pack up my stuff. I hear, Sam, you're up. And I'm like, what? They said we have five minutes, and they're like, they Sorry. decided not to. So, less than a minute from when I hit 595, you have to go. I am 
out on the platform walking out 622. Holy shit. I've never done something like that, like that heavy, back to back, ever. Like me, fortunately, me and my coach, we do train that way close to a meet, but it's not that heavy. Right. Like we're hitting like 70% with like 60 second rest. And how did that, what was it, 6? Six? 622. 22. So hit, how did that feel? I hit the 595, it was fine. And then I, I go up and stand up with that 622, and I'm up. Like, oh I'm like, shit! Well, because I'm like, I I I I didn't catch my breath yet. I no, wasn't. You just got. Done. I wasn't ready to go, but I'm like, gotta do it. I gotta fucking hit this. So I and I and I do, and I hit it, and I'm like, <sighs> okay. And like my like my back feels okay. It's still there. But you didn't so, you didn't fuck it up more or no, anything. So on my yeah. second one, I was like, okay, I'm gonna cut my depth a little bit, try and save my back. Yes. Um, I did. I got two reds on both sides. I got a red light from both side judges, and I was like, "That's fair." Like, yeah. I, I didn't like. I, I jumped to six fifty, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fair." But I was like, 650 is my best squat ever. I'm not okay with just taking that." So I so and I told all my clients after this was over, and I'm telling everybody this now. Yeah. Don't ever fucking do what I did. But I missed, and I went up. Holy shit! I missed at six fifty on depth. And I went up to 661. I'm like, I got to get a PR. I have to get a PR. Yeah. And I went out and I fucking buried it. <laughs> and I got Dude. three whites all across the board. And I, at that point, I was like, okay. Dude, that had to feel really I'm, good. I'm just like. It, I, so that I, was your PR for squat ever. Yeah, that was the heaviest squat I've ever done. So, and, dude, that's amazing. Five days out, you injure your back. Yep. And you still end up hitting the best squat now, you've ever hit. Under what I should have been able to do. But. But. All things considered, I'm like, thank fucking God. Right, so imagine if you hadn't injured your back, dude. Oh, I do. Like I said, when I stood up with that one plate, I felt strong. So I was yeah. like 672, 683, something like that. But it's fine. Next meet. Dude, I'm that's gonna, huge, though. Next meet, I'm going to fucking murder something. But Well, it just gives you more motivation yeah. to go work yeah. harder. But I now. still walked away with a PR, which I was really, really happy with. Yes. Um. So, and then, yeah, did that. And then, like like I said, everything died down. Except um, Dan got hurt. Yeah. So, Dan tore his glute on his third squat, which the motherfucker still finished the squat. And how, how old is he? Dan's uh, mid to up 30s. Okay. But okay. He, he was squatting 935. Jesus Christ. And he finished it. Torn he, glute. He tore it, like, about 60% of the way up. And he finished the squat. And I Whoa. was looking at him from the side. I thought he, because he had to get helped off. Yeah. I thought he passed out. Yeah. I knew going into this meet that he was a little banged up. He, he hurt his IT band mm-hmm. a few weeks out. So I knew, like, I don't know how he's going to be doing. Um, and he gets hobbled back to the back. They lay him on the ground. And then his, his handler is, like, checking his glute. And, like, like push this way, push that way. Yeah. Like, trying to find out, like, how aggressive the tear is. And, like... Can he still finish the meet? He does. He finished the meet? He, he still benched 578, and he still pulled 859. With now, a torn glute. With a torn glute. Jesus. Like, because they were like, because he's very narrow stance, and he pushes super lateral out. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, plant your leg, push this way. Does that hurt? Not really. You can deadlift still. God damn, that's insane though, dude. Yeah. I was like, and dude, this motherfucker was still walking around after the meet, taking pictures, 
saying hi to everybody, and I'm like the fans. I'm like, what a fucking man! Like, what an ambassador! Like, there's no better ambassador for this sport than him. We're just a bunch of weak motherfuckers. I was like, people like that out there. I'm like, this dude tore his IT band two weeks out. Two weeks out. Yeah. And then he tears his glute at the meet. He's still signing autographs. Finishes the meet, and he's still hanging out drinking a fucking Cruise Light. I'm like, I'm like, what a fucking man. Like, who am I to ever bitch about that's my impressive back as fuck or anything? Right. Um, like I said, all this yeah. bitching about moving and all that shit. Yep. Like, when there's people out that like out there in the world like that, it yeah. makes you realize, don't be a little bitch. Oh yeah. And then, know. yeah, everything just kind of mellowed out after that. You know, bench is bench. Bench is boring at meets. Now, because you had um, injured your pack a little bit, your bench wasn't. I quite... was being very guarded. So what was bothering me the most actually was the. Unrack. Yes. So, um, and shout out to Sean, um, Shane Haller's crew. So my coach couldn't be there at the meet. He had some other stuff that he was trying, but just wasn't working out. Right. So he set me up with Shane Haller's crew, which mm-hmm. I already was like, what the fuck? Because Shane Haller's the world record holder at 308, and he's a guy that I've been looking up to and following for years. Nicest fucking dude I've ever met in my life. Yep. And I'm not talking just powerlifting. Just in life. In general. Nice, one of the absolute nicest guys I've ever met in my life. He's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Um, he, they just said like, "Hey, whatever you need, we got you." Yeah. So his spotter, his guy, um, he was lifting off for me, and I'm like, "Okay, I need you to, I need like a lift off." I'm like, "I need it." Like, if this one, is my problem. Once area. I'm here, I'm good. I need you to up and carry it out for me. And then I'm good. Yes. And that's exactly what he did. Okay. And um, warming up, I was feeling okay because I hurt. Basically, I popped something right here. So something yeah. in my pec minor area, which I've done before. Right. But I've never done it four weeks out of a meet. Yeah. So um, so my body was already having a hard time recovering anyways. So, but go. we're doing warm-ups and they're feeling like, eh. Like, um, but fortunately, I, I hit... What I was opening with in training, um, about nine days out. Okay. So I was like, I know I'm good enough for this. Yes. So I hit. So I'm like, and like, I'm like, this is where I need to get to. I'm like, I need to bench a little bit over four. Right. Um, in order to get the total I want to get. Okay. So I I open with 374. Mm-hmm. Feels okay. So, but it doesn't feel like great. Yes. So I go, I take a smaller jump than I wanted to. I went to 385. I wanted to go to 391. Yeah. But I went to 385. Smoke 385 feels better than the last one. No pain there. Got I'm it. Like, so I give you some confidence. I'm like, all right, we're good. So I'm like, 402, loading mm-hmm. up 402, which I've done. I've never hit lower than 402 at a meet in the last four or five meets I've done. Yeah. So I'm like, I know I'm strong enough for it, but is this, this thing, thing going to hold, hold on? Yeah, yeah. And come down, come up. No fucking problem. I'm like, God, I wish I would have just taken a little bit more. But it was definitely sore afterwards. So I'm like, it's probably good. You were a little like, concerned. That was right at the limit. Well, um, you tear your pack, you're out for you. Exactly. Like you said, and so there was a guy at the meet that tore his pack. Yeah. So I'm like, thank fucking God, it's not me. How often in powerlifting do guys tear shit? How regular of a thing is that? Mm, that's a really good question. Less often. Then social media would make you think, but more often than it should happen. Okay. So, so to speak, like, 
yeah, like it seems like yeah, when you're lifting those a heavy amount of weight. Like I've only ever seen it happen myself in person twice. Right. And I've been competing for nine years, and I go to every meet around here that I can. So it's just such a weird thing when you're in the sport, and then you have always the idea that something but like that could take you off for more, a year. I've also never seen this many people get hurt in one meet at a time. Really? But I've never been to a meet where there were this many guys this strong. So that makes because sense. It's a lot of really heavy weight. When you're that strong, chances of getting hurt goes up. When when something goes bad, it goes really bad. Right. You know, I fall with 600 pounds. I'm gonna hurt. I'm probably okay. Yeah. Dan falls with 935. Some as bad as happened. He tears his glute. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and then everything's like I have a problem with being gassed out towards deadlifts. This was probably the best I had been feeling energy-wise. But again, my back. Yes. Um, I rely, and I'm trying to fix the way that I deadlift, but I rely a lot off of power off of the floor. Yeah. And I, because of my back, I didn't have as much power. Yeah. I still felt fine. Deadlifts actually felt pretty good. Right. Um, I opened with 628, got it, no issues, went to 644, took a smaller jump just to lock in. Um, just to lock in an over 1,700 pound total. Okay. So I got that, no issues. Um, and then I, le- I, uh, I was like, okay, I want to get like a, a, a tangible PR. Um, so I went for 666. Yeah. And I'm still kicking myself in the ass for this because I think I could have got it, but I panicked and I dropped it. Um, there was a divot. If you watch my video of it, there's a divot on the right side of the platform where my right foot was going. So when I pulled, the bar went like this. Mm. So this left side was coming up faster than the right side was. And then you kind of panicked. And so, well, no, I, I was fine. And then I got, I got almost to my knees. And then my, because that left side was coming up faster, my left leg locked before my right leg. Yeah. So I was like this. And that made me corkscrew. Ooh. That's when I panicked. You're like, fuck this because When the it back. started twisted, I'm like, nope. Yeah, if but, you go corkscrew on your back, especially with an injured dude, you're fucked. But I went, nothing hurt. Yeah. Like, after I dropped it, I was kind of like, fuck. Man, I could have grinded through that. I'm like, that was 22 pounds I just gave up on my total. I was like, fuck, yeah, man. Yeah, it's another learning experience. I was like, fuck. So. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, dude, it was, it's it was, just like another learning yeah, experience. And it was, so. and that's all it was, and it was, oh, well, whatever. And then I watched Aunt Shane Holler pull 875. So, dude, super fun experience. And oh, then, yeah. Well, the other thing is, like, at least, you know, with tweaking your back that close to the show. Yeah. So you got through, still got some PRs. That's and what you I'm, didn't injure yourself. It showed me what I could get through. And it showed me what I could do under pressure. Because, yep. like, I was already under pressure because of the guys I'm around. Yeah. But I was really under pressure in the sense that, like, I got to put something up. I've put this much time, effort, physical stress, mental stress all of this right. into, for me not to even finish with a total, Yeah, that would be detrimental to me mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to put something up, but I got to put up something I'm actually proud of. Right. Uh, and I, so I'm like, nothing below a PR total is acceptable. Right. Uh, and it wasn't the amount of PR total I could, I should have been. I totaled my PR by 18 pounds. Yep. Which is good. I hit an all-time squat PR. I hit a De- uh, a meat deadlift PR. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I came out with it with some wins. But you didn't injure yourself either. I didn't get any more hurt so than huge. I already was. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm definitely 
a couple things were sore afterwards, you know, like my hip was pretty sore. And you're feeling good now, you said. I feel pretty I had some weird soreness in places I've never had soreness before. That's how yeah. I knew I really put it all out there. My fucking fingers were sore. Your fingers, yeah. Like, I do. I was trying to do this, and my forearms were hurting, yeah. and, like, I was trying to make a fist, and I was doing, like, shaking. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, man. So, I really put it out there. When you're done with a meat like that, you said you kind of like to get right back into it. I do, but I... I you enjoy a little bit? I do. I yeah. uh, I took the whole week. Yeah. Um, I didn't have an alcoholic beverage since November. Yeah. The previous year, so I definitely. I definitely. Dude, what did you drink? Uh well, so the first drink I had, it was it was like a fucking angry orchard. While just was, like going out to eat. When I was or? In, yeah, when I was in Texas, yeah. um, I was like, I I just need to. Fuck it, I'd I'd do that. And man. so the best tasting thing I could find at the at the store inside of the hotel was a, was a can was a can angry orchard and i was like well this is better than the miller light so i yeah that's cracked that up and i chugged that and i was like ah that was nice then we went out for dinner and i had a good like they have these really special like cocktail vodka strawberry lemonade things Ooh, that sounds delectable and i was like i had a couple of those and i'm like and i didn't even want to get drunk i'm just like i just want to enjoy have some good food and enjoy you put all that time and effort yep. in you have to unwind and, and then enjoy. when i then when i came back you know i definitely went to the store picked up a couple packs of stuff and, you know, yeah. i usually am not a have a beer in the middle of the week guy yeah i i did that the entire week no, so I had a couple now of beers you, every day. Is that something where like you just kind of do it and then it's done? Kind of. Yeah. I, I scratched the itch. You know, it was right. it was six, five months without a drink. Yeah. So I did a lot and of that's drinking just, in a week. And that's just because you're putting all your effort into training, right? Well, that you know everything that I'm already doing is putting a lot of stress on my body. So you don't need the extra stress. So why why? put alcohol into my body it's gonna add to the stress yeah, yeah. like do i need that alcohol in f- those five months no now were there a lot of instances during those five months where i really wanted a fucking drink yeah yes yeah. but i and even then like i didn't want to get drunk that entire time i just wanted to have that that dopamine hit of coming home grabbing a drink mm-hmm. cracking it taking that first chug and then i'll pour the rest out Right, like, but it's all dopamine, dude. But I was like, no, if I can't have a sip, if I'm gonna do this, like, none of it. Well, I kind of like what you did, where you like, uh, you you after you put in all this hard work, then you celebrate for a short period of time. You allow yourself some nope. things that you didn't allow yourself, and I think that's important because yep. then when you when you get back to work, you work harder. I feel like I'm already back on program. Had That's my, what I'm saying. Had my first, back on. Had my first day Monday. I have another training session tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. I appreciate you coming all this oh. way, dude. I, I was originally going to change my... Uh, well, funny thing is, like, this is... hat. Like, it's just the same amount of distance from here to my gym. Yeah. It's just I was coming from my house. Oh, I live okay. Because I live in Arlington. So are you so. going to hit the gym right after this? Oh, yeah. Well, i got clients to train tonight at 5 o'clock, so... Yep, yep. Um, yeah, yeah I'll be doing that. So, um, and I'll just be training, like, right before they come in. That's good, dude. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm just like, like I said, I didn't even post my meat reflection. My but coach, you said now is the time when you start experimenting with shit. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, we talked a little bit about this before, but um, I, uh, I, I'm a very, not against, but I don't like to rely off of stimulants. 
Yes. So I don't drink a lot of caffeine. That's why you said no to this beautiful yeah. coffee. Yeah. I, and it's not that I don't like coffee. Love mm-hmm. coffee. But um, the stimulants become a crutch, though. I don't like. They really are. I don't like to. I like to have them because I enjoy them, not have them because I need it. Yes. So I don't want to drink an energy drink to have to get through the day or yep. have to, like, oh, I'm so tired. My clients are about to come in. I need an energy yeah. drink just no. to get through this. I don't like yeah. that. Or I don't like to have to rely on energy drinks or coffee or anything for a workout. Right. Um, so I, and, you know, it's people will talk about it. Pick, pick your lane. Maybe the other things that I do do is not as good as. <laughs> yeah, who, yeah. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Right. Um, it's I, I I choose to pick whatever fucking battles and demons that I go after. Want, you yeah. Let me do what I fucking want to do. But the thing is, like, there is a case about like you get so reliant on stimulants, yeah. dude. Well, I mean, but and then the thing with that is when I am like using caffeine regularly, I deload it every fourth week. That's smart. So, um, like, and because usually training will uh, peter off that yeah. at that point in the block. So I'll just no caffeine the whole week. Yeah. So that keeps my sensitivity high. Yeah. So then when you use it again, it actually affects you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you know, I know I have a client that I had to have this talk with him because, like, um, I didn't know how bad his caffeine consumption was. Was it and bad? It was bad. Oh my god! Like there was a like we were talking and like okay like I know he had an energy drink right when he got up because he posted it on a story because he, and he's in the military so I right. get it like. He's powerlifting and in the military and trying to lose weight all at the same time. Yes. But he was—he uh, had an energy drink right when he got up. Mm-hmm. And he was taking a fat burner, which I didn't know about. Yeah. And then he came into the gym, and I saw him take two scrapes of pre-workout. Yeah. And then again, I saw him post that he had a... Um, so he's just on caffeine And then all I saw day. that him he uh, posted an energy drink uh, later that night on his story to get through work. And I was like... That's my, a I'm lot like, of caffeine. My man. I'm like, and he's a big guy. Like he's like so it probably takes a lot of caffeine to even three hundred pounds six three six four guy yeah so I'm like dude like this is not like this isn't even like coach me talking here like this is me me like you need to chill on this so I made him yeah not to have caffeine for almost two weeks and what 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 effects did that it have? sucked for a little bit but you know what he told me that was one of the best ideas you ever heard. Did it make you feel better? Because he feels so much better now. He feels yeah, so much better. Caffeine's a weird better. one. I, I, and I do this with a lot of people, and uh, almost all of my clients have done the same thing where they're like, no, fuck that. I don't want to do that. It's but, like the precious from but Lord of all, the Rings. But all of them afterwards, every single they feel person, better. they're like, I don't have to have five cups of coffee now. Yeah. I don't have to spend $30 on caffeine every day. Right. I get. I wake up and I have my one cup and I'm good and I'm like, wow. Mm. Imagine that. Yeah. So I think we all do have a caffeine addiction yep. in this this rat race life. You oh know, yeah. Like, and I was there at one point. You know, yeah. I was getting up for work and I'd crack an energy drink open. And, it, and for me, it's mostly like flavors. It's like I just yeah, I don't like do any in the morning. Them. I do always with my pre workout before I lift, and then sometimes I'll do like an energy drink at work but you're right it does turn into like two energy drinks yep. at work yep. and it's like i'm only doing this because i really don't want to be here at the bar and yep. it's like it's like a stimulant that's yep. helping me through it's like because i don't you, even need you it crack it open and it tastes good and you go like oh. when well, right like, now for this last week i'm on no energy drinks because i don't want any of these artificial sweeteners nope. in my system yep. mm-hmm. uh 
because like we said that's for prep like i have to be as clean as possible Absolutely. right now so even that energy drink i don't know what's in there no chemical way you don't actually know my... what's in there you know you you know you got fucking bang energy that was lying that about super creatine for fucking right eight and years, my digestion like, needs to be on point yeah. and like everything and i don't want to like, fuck with drink it. our super creatine it can cure alzheimer's what that's what they were claiming they were like bang we energy. have we have super creatine in our bang energy it is a cure for alzheimer's How the they fuck? got sued for that well, yeah, you can't just make wild claims no. like that. That's well, insane. Well, if you've noticed, Maybe. like, going to a gas station now, Bang's not at the front of the gas station anymore. So that hurt their... It's on the shelves. I was going to say, I still well, get Well, Coca-Cola sued them. Oh. Coca-Cola sued them and said, because of your false advertisement, you took priority shelf space. So you hurt us revenue-wise. So now you're going down the bench. Yeah. Mini-me is down the bench. Well, it was Monster that sued them, but Coca-Cola owns Monster. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... and. Dude, so I, I got to admit, I do like a bang once in a while because they got such crazy flavors. Oh, that's too much for my heart. But uh, for me, that energy 300 drinks, milligrams is too much for my heart. It's like White Monster is my absolute mm-hmm. favorite. And then I really like the Rain Watermelon Warlords. Mm, have you had the uh, the Rainbow Sherbert? No. It's a newer one. Yeah. It's the best tasting energy drink ever. I like White Gummy Bear. Mm-hmm. I like Red Dragon for Rain. You like the sourer stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I really like... Um, I do really like those two new monsters, the strawberry one. Yeah, they're both zero calorie. I like the um, I like ten the, calorie. I like the juice ones. Those have way too many calories for me. I know, but, but they're delicious. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> so I always get like the zero or ten cal. Like yeah. there's the no sugar ones yeah. usually have about ten calories. So there's like a green one and there's the strawberry one. Have and you, then have you tried the Rise energy drinks? I haven't i they, really they, like the ghost they have some uh ghosts are good but yeah. uh, rise has like some because ghost does candy flavors and stuff but Fuck R- yeah. rise does it too but they have like they have like a sunny d one yeah i've seen it i've just it's never so tried good it. that one's so good because honestly as a kid i loved sunny d they got a ring pop shit. ring pop yeah. uh they have smarties mm. All that kind of stuff. All the nostalgia from being yeah. a kid. Oh, man. as soon as I, I walked into Super Supplements one day and I saw that. Yeah. I saw that Sunny D one. I went, that. Well, I've seen they sell that as like a pre-workout too. Like yeah. Sunny D flavor. And Rice has some dope flavors. Dude. Yeah. Well, Ghost started that whole thing. Ghost has amazing I flavors. The, I knew the original owner of Ghost before they sold out. His name is yeah. Garrett. And, um, dude, their protein flavors are insanely yeah. good. But yeah, he uh, they started that whole candy thing. You know, that's another like, thing about prep. I didn't realize I'd miss the protein because mm. I don't even have a protein shake because oh, it's like, I'm, you know what I mean. No, but they, I don't know. I don't you have vegan protein. No, there's just no protein on it. Just, all my protein is coming from chicken. Oh, chicken. Are you even any fish? Well, I could have white fish. I just don't because I don't want to. I don't know how to cook it without stinking up the house and shit. Yeah. I love white fish. It's just like I'm keeping it simple. Ah. Chicken and ground chicken. Ugh, cod. I love cod. Actually. I can't stand. I love cod. tilapia. Cod. Unless it's fried, I don't want. It. Some customer at the bar brought me this fucking big ass like salmon. I'm like, I can't even have the salmon oh. right now. But I'll put it in the freezer. We'll cook yeah. it after sometime. That's my shit. That's my shit. Some, salmon some is good, fish, bro. I'm a huge. Do you know how to cook it? Oh yeah. I was gonna say like I think uh, so. The dude I'm living with right now, he's gonna cook it, and he's like, I know how to cook it. I'm like, I well, don't. My uh, my dad's side of the family is Cajun. They're all from... So uh, you know how to cook some fucking from, they're fish, They're all from Louisiana bro. and everything. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm a big seafood guy. Like, I'll do a whole crab. Now, if I was going to go to Seattle sometime and I wanted to go eat somewhere, like, on the water, that's the best seafood. Crab pot. Crab pot? Crab pot. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. Because I'm planning on next... 
I don't know what's going to happen after this show, but I, I, my goal for the next time I balk is to start because I limit myself so much in what I do because of my lifestyle. I decided I want to try to fit in like going out once in a while with friends yes. and like get have a little bit of a life again. Yes, you know, like, that is important, and that's something that I've been trying to do. And as I'm not well. saying go crazy because no, I still no, want to no, be no, on no. point, but like I don't have any desire to go out and get hammered yeah. with five dudes. I don't want to turn off season into just do whatever the fuck. But I am more than happy to go out and have a f- uh, good ass dinner with a bunch of people. Yeah, that's what I'm that, saying. That's I need what to, I want I need to do. start. Making a little more time for friends, and yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you get clo- you, you got to remember that kind of stuff. Like you get closed off and everything. And you well, get- with the bodybuilding lifestyle or the fitness, you get, you get very like selfish with your time. Yeah, and- which not saying you shouldn't. No, it's important. It's very important, but like let yourself still be a human once in a while. You know, like like that eighty nine or eighty twenty ninety yeah, ten. Yeah, like- or like yeah, it's you know, there's three hundred sixty five days in a year and. How many of those days are you in prep for a bodybuilding show? Right, and I think it'll make the prep actually go better the next time you do one. Yeah, so, um, so me, uh, there's um, there's a concept that me and my coach worked on. Is um, he introduced this to me, and it, it's kind of a similar thing when it comes to dopamine receptor, but it's more food related. It's yeah. called deflux meals. Okay. So it it's it's a cheat meal, right? Right. But it's um, you do it so. The way he programmed it for me was before a heavy deadlift and before a heavy squat session. Yeah. It was the last meal I had. And it's a so meal. you put it to use. It's a meal. Well, not just that, but it's a meal that you have at the end of the day that you look forward to the entire day. Okay. So for me, shitload of sushi. Yeah. So, I'd be with you on but that I'm, for sure. But I'm looking forward to it all day. Yeah. So when you have it, you hit, you get a massive dopamine, dopamine hit but that dopamine not just the calories but that dopamine hit carries over into that next day and then you feel great for your so training you session. feel great for a squat session oh man that's so interesting you know what's funny i'm with you like if i had to pick probably a favorite like my only request uh, so my there's a buddy of mine named Tyler, and he's kind of a foodie, and he goes to the bar all the time. So he's the one planning the day after my show. So yeah. the Sunday after the show, he wants to take us out to eat and everything. And I said, my only request is sushi, and I want some ice cream. Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, well, I don't know where we're going to go for the sushi. I haven't even. There was um, – I'll, uh, I'll have my if wife. If you got some good ones, let us well, know because yeah. he doesn't even know good sushi. I, I know good sushi, but um, no. So let me know because like – and then my – this is going to sound weird, but my ice cream request was Cold Stone Cream. Right? I love Cold Stone. Because, like, dude, I just want to mix a bunch of shit in. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, there uh, we went for my birthday dinner, and there was this really good place down in Bellevue Yeah. that was, like, a seafood steak place. But oh, they had yeah. sushi, too, and they had, like, a seafood tower. All i got to ask my wife what the name of it was. I'll make sure I send it Yeah, let you. me know, because that's going to be a but fun But it day. had, like... A, B, C, D, everything across the board of everything that I'd want like yeah. for a birthday dinner. Like I got my really good steak. I got my sushi. I got my crab. Like I got everything. Oh, dude, crab too. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so, so it was um, – no, I get you, man. I'm, it's like I don't really care about that yet because I'm so focused on the no. prep right now. But it's something to look forward to. But it's something to look forward to, and it's yeah. it's kind of more like – it's not just the food. It's the time spent with my give, friends. Give yourself – give yourself – so you're you, – you, and you might not experience this because you are you're already looking ahead. Right. But there's you've probably heard about it. it's called post show blues. 
Well, and I've had that yeah. many times with huge wrestling shows. Yes. So trust me. So, you know, you're a welder yeah. in this small town, and then you go to this wrestling weekend right. Hall of Fame and show, like and a, you get treated like you're fucking badass. Randy Orton all yeah. weekend because you're like the champion. You're the main event of the fucking show. So, yeah, dude, so, you go back to that welding job. You're like, it's what a the it's fuck? a little bit different in the bodybuilding atmosphere because okay. first of all, like yes, you get to be on stage. You got all your friends cheering for you. You got yeah. the crowd, like, and if you win something, that's even cooler. Yeah. But you're also got to look in the mirror, and you you look the best you've ever looked. Right. It's wild. And, right? and post show blues, not just losing that experience that you just experienced. My abs are gone. But yes, you yeah. you're gonna start those seeing deep, those deep cuts. You'll are start gone. seeing that physique just yeah. dwindle a little <sighs> bit. And I can't tell you how many people I've seen that just feed way too far into that post-show blue. Mm-hmm. And the three they go months, all the way out. three months later, it doesn't even look like they ever lifted a weight in their life. Yeah, I have a friend who was trying to bulk, and he was he yeah. got really lean. He started bulking. He was doing great, eating like on point. And then, it just, and then I think he turned that into like now he's eating ice cream and junk food and shit. I'm like, and he's like, dude, I really let myself go. And he's like yeah, kind of this did. sob story. And I'm like, I was just like, I don't know what to tell you other than stop doing that. Yeah. Just you can't. But, so that, that's what I'm saying is like you, you're already thinking ten steps ahead, so you already have. Those, I want to reverse diet the minute you, I get back on point. Yes. So you, I want to enjoy that day, that Sunday, maybe a little bit on Monday. Sure, that's how you make sure you don't gain thirty pounds in two weeks. And then I'm gonna get right back on Jordan's plan. Yeah. Is you yeah. you you have your and think of the future. You have your day or two after the show where you splurge and enjoy, but then you reverse diet back, and once yes. that reverse diet's over. Then you binge, because right now, yeah. right now, if you go to Wendy's and you drink a Coke, eat a burger, and have your your body's retaining every, oh, I would feel like shit. Every ounce of it, yeah. Like um, my coach's uh, girlfriend is uh, is competing, yeah. Um, and she, I even feel like I'm gonna be careful the she, day after the show. She just yeah. got her first free meal, yep. so they went out last night. I mean, they just went. Like they had fettuccine with bone broth and like yeah. prime rib, like they. But she like this Fancy morning, like she's like, whoa, like oh. Yeah, you my go God. from eating just chicken yes. and spinach and clean as fuck, but and your body feels like a goddamn machine. The, but you do that once, and then you do it again, and you do it again, and then it's, it's just a, a slippery thing. slope because you miss that feeling. It's so a, it's, it's just a something like thing again. you have that. Try to condense like I tell everybody, like try to condense that the post-show celebration in that weekend of the show. And then stop. And then stop. Mm-hmm. And then reverse diet back. Once your reverse diet's done, then splurge a well, little And the bit. nice thing is, like, starting right on the Monday after that, dude, it's right back to all my responsibilities because I have a client at 8 a.m. Exactly. Again. So that's what I'm saying. So it's not I'm, like I can, like... I'm not super worried about it with you. Right. But it is still something that you're going to, like, especially at that four, five-week mark, you might be like... Ah, dude, those strices in my chest are gone. Like, ah, I'll those, just eat whatever. Those the obliques fuck are I gone. Want. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'm sad. I'm gonna go get a burger. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 you're no, right, no, dude. No, no, you're no. right. That's yeah. when it. That's when it'll hit you. Yeah, it's really bad with the female competitors too. Like, it's really, really bad. That's why, like, reverse diet, reverse diet, reverse well, and, diet. You know, and I've had some competitors female on here that have come back from eating disorders so they have to be really careful yeah yeah because it could send them back into some of those all behaviors all it does is it take that dopamine receptor just to go off a little too much and you're and your just brain just goes like 
Oh, I need that again. I've been finding so much is about mitigating dopamine in life. Yeah. You know, well, like, like that's that's another. Like, I keep, I know I keep talking about my coach, but that's another thing that we talk about. Yeah. Is um, you know, if you just hammer that fucking dopamine button all the time. Yeah. Well, that's when, why people are so unhappy. When you need it, you you got nothing, or you're so numb to it yeah, that you, you don't do, feel anything. You do too much. And you push yourself too far. With Dude, that. if you're a guy that just like drinks beer every day, eats yeah. pizza, eats cookies, eats whatever you want, watches porn every day, right? You're gonna just feel numb. Yeah. So, like yeah. your life, you're gonna hate your life. Because we we as human beings, we we want that quick hit. Yeah. And we want it over and over and over and over again. It's not good though. So like, especially when like you're a competitive athlete or a lifter and everything, like like for me like. The biggest dopamine hit and the biggest euphoric hit that I ever get is when I just hit a fucking nasty, PR. nasty big squat. Yeah. I'm riding that high the rest of the day. Right. But if I, you know, woke up and then had that energy drink, dopamine hit. Yeah. And then you went, didn't have to work. And for then it. went went to Wendy's and got that baconator meal, dopamine hit. But you had to work for that yeah. squat. And then and then I have some candy right before the squat, dopamine hit. Then I hit the squat, dopamine hit, and then I hit, and then I have a fucking steak that night, dopamine, dopamine. hit, and then I'm like, next day I'm like, uh, I feel like shit, uh, and then I'm all off the rest of the week. I it's because I took my dopamine button, I just fucking hammered it right. into nothing. Right. That's so interesting. So yeah, you gotta just think about when you need things, think about when you should have things, and try not to stack so many well, things Well, think of the enjoyment the when time. you limit the dopamine. So like if you get to this bodybuilding show yeah. and then the next day you go out to eat with your friends, what a fun day that's yeah. gonna be. You know, like because it's like you, you worked so hard to get exactly. there, then you have the dopamine hit of that day. Yes. And then the, you know, it's and like, you ride ah, it out. Ride it yeah. out. Yeah, don't just be like, I want that again, I yeah. want it again. No, I think yeah. that's a big part. I think that's something you learn in life as you get older. Is just like too much of a good thing is not that's a good thing. That's why so many people are zombies with things now. Zombified. Because they just smash their dopamine button as often as Every they can. day. And then Every it becomes day. a habit. And they're so unhappy then. And then. Yeah, then it just becomes a habit. Like Then like, oh, I can't go to sleep if I don't fucking whack off to this before yeah and you'll hear him sit there and talk about oh my life really sucks and i'm like well okay well tell me what your life this is is what you're doing to yourself like well i wake up and i drink this and then i go to work and do that and then i I never limit myself so i'm always yeah yeah and and then i eat this on the way home and then i do this before i go to bed so you're getting no enjoyment out of anything i do this again and i'm like bro come on man man." dude that is like you got to really learn how to tweak that stuff yeah it's kind of, yeah, dude, that's weird. Like, it's the stuff we think is pleasurable can cause you very much unpleasure if yeah. you do it too often. You do it too often. Yeah. But if you save it yeah. and you do it every once in a while, it's amazing. Exactly. I was saying that too. Like, think about like when you are eating like so healthy and so on point and then you taste a strawberry, how good just yeah. the strawberry tastes because yeah. you've had no sugar. Mm-hmm. And it's like... That strawberry always tastes like that, but you couldn't tell because you've been eating energy yeah. drinks, candy like, bars. Yeah, like, you're, like you're, you've been drinking nothing but you've water. You've dulled your system drinking to Drinking nothing like, but water, and then like two weeks, you're like, oh, I'm going to get a Coca-Cola. That Coke's going to taste amazing. you just have that 12-ounce. Because like two weeks of drinking water and yeah. two more weeks of drinking water after that, that one Coke, it's not going to do anything bad to you. No, it's I'm, I'm all for that. You have I think that it's one just... Coke, and you're going to go, and it's going to be an experience. Yeah. You're going to be like, 
Oh, oh man, yeah. That well, that's good. what I'm saying with this ice cream. Do you know how long it's been since I've had ice cream? <laughs> right. I never eat ice cream. Well, that's the thing. It's like I hate ice cream now, and yeah. that's because when I was bulking, I used ice cream to bulk. And so I now would, you hate I it. I ate a Ben and Jerry's every fucking night. So now you don't even have the desire. Like, I'll go out for ice cream, or I'll get ice cream like at dinner. Yeah. I won't buy a pint of something and bring it home. No. I don't. I'll like no, take no. two bites out of it. And I'm like, I'm done. Boring. Yeah. But since I haven't had it for so long, when I go to that exactly. cold stone, it's going to be like... But I ruined it for amazing. myself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that with shit, dude. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a good like life lesson. Yeah, right? it's... Yeah. So just chill on your dopamine hits. And, and there's like so much science behind yeah. that, dude. Well, it's like... It's even worse with the, with like the vaping and the nicotine stuff and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, that stuff scares me. It's because there's so many alternatives, too. That's right. the thing. It's like, And everybody thinks that... This alternative is just a little bit better than the thing they were doing before, so it's okay to do. Right. And they're like, oh, I used to smoke cigarettes, but now I vape. I vape, so it's better. Like, oh, I stopped vaping, but now I'm chewing a Zen packet. Yeah. Like, it's like, no, none of these are good. No. None of them are good at no. all. You're just making, like, you're still hammering your Well, that's what happened to me. I, I used to chew tobacco, no. and I quit for, like, years, and then I found this, uh, and it was very good. It was a tobacco alternative called, like, um black buffalo Mm -hmm. and so it's like it's the closest thing to tasting like the real thing and it does have nicotine but it's non-carcinogen so not cancer causing the problem was it was so good that the minute i ran out i just went to the store and got the real thing yeah so i was right back on real tobacco like i i i'm not i don't smoke or anything like that but i do smoke cigars Oh, I love cigars. And like I will if I have a good cigar that I yeah. smoke myself, I'm like high afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's because I don't do it that often. Well, I don't do it ever hardly. So like yeah. when I do, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got some I got some really good stuff I bought from Hawaii. I think my buddy's sending me some cigars uh, and hot sauce. I, ooh, yeah. I yeah. got some uh it's I always do it when I go to Hawaii, I buy cigars. because um, they do different um, temperature growths. Mm-hmm. So they're shade grown cigars versus Sun grown cigars. Yeah. So sun grown cigars, you're gonna get a little bit more of that like tobacco hit, a little yep. bit stronger flavor. But a shade grown cigar is almost gonna be like sweeter. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's really like like literally. So the, two different experiences. The first time I smoked a shade grown one, it it smoked it it felt like I was drinking or uh, smoking some like sweet chocolate. Ooh. Yeah, yeah that sounds real, delicious, I was like, it bro. just got that little bit of tobacco hit, and I just kind of went like. Ooh, I like those really nice. slightly sweet experiences. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit like uh like uh I like um cigar leaves that are treated with wine. Oh yeah. Those are really <laughs> Damn dude, you're making me want to have a cigar. Uh no. You know some sometime I will. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I just gotta hold on. But not right now. A little dude. bit longer. Not almost right now. there. You're almost there. You got what, eight uh ten days left? Nine days. Yeah, like ten or nine days. You're on, uh, da, 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 da. This is where it's gonna get really interesting, Saturday, bro. Right? Like I'm just gonna be like, like, my fucking face is gonna get sucked in. Well, keep the you got the beards here. Right? Got the beard, dude. I'm excited though. You should be. I'm just like, it's a fun fucking experience, and I'll never trade it for anything. Like I, yeah. I found out that it was not my thing to right. be. A, oh, I've seen your pics, dude. In, you were there. Yeah, like, it, yeah, yeah, I found out it was not my thing to be an athlete in, but. Yeah. I would not trade that experience for anything else. Right. Because it was so fun, and I have so many friends that, like, I've been friends. Like, I, I got a buddy, Ryan, who, like, we met at that show, and we've been friends for still 10 friends. years. Well, and you're still so tight with, like, Mark, and you have you yeah. have such knowledge of it. It's like you, you have 
you know the sport. Well, I just want to help. Like, yeah. uh, like I love running po- I love running posing classes. Yeah, I love running posing classes. It's so fun. I love helping. My favorite thing is I just love helping people the day of that show. Yes, and making it a good experience. experience I just okay. love. That's so fun for me. It to be able to impact people as far like for the one thing that they work this hard to achieve yes and be able to make it just a little bit better yep. or a little bit smooth like that's my favorite fucking thing in the world right, i love it it's right. so fun that's why i'm that's why i'm putting on my own meat yeah like that's all like fuck the totals that i put up over the years fuck the lifts that i do ever since i got into the sport all it's, i've ever wanted to do is host my own competition and it's about facilitating it's helping other people, right? Well, like, this sport changed my life. Yeah. Like, so you want to share that with others? Absolutely changed. Like, I and I do this. Fitness is a complete and total career for me now. Yes. I coach. It's your job. My business is. It's yeah. everything. It's it's and and I love it to death. But like, I I'm this far into it because of one great experience at my very first powerlifting meet. Yeah, I remember you telling me and about that. that. Because of that, I'm here now. So if yes. I can do that, if I can host 100 meets in my life and do that for one person in 100 of those meets, I paid back the sport, Yeah, I think. There's something about when you love something, you want to share it. Yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. like when we're talking about wrestling, it's like yeah. you, you just want to share yeah. this Yeah, well, it's like, uh, it's like I like to um, – a, a, a small passion for me is I like to MC. I yeah. like to be an announcer – at, um, That's what you're saying. At the at the meet center, and I'm going to be doing it for my own meet because I get really into it. I blast music. I'm yelling at I'm yelling at the 45 year old soccer mom who's just doing this because it's fun. Yeah. And in the back, getting she, all pumped and, up. In the sure. back, she told me this is going to be a, a PR for her, and I'm yelling at everybody in the crowd. Stand up. It's like you like to make people feel good. Get on your fucking feet for Carol. She's about to squat up PR and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God, it's so fun. Where do you think that came from, this, like, love of, like, trying to make people feel good? (sighs) Just part of who you are? I don't know, man. That's that's a good question. I don't don't really know. Like, I I got beat down quite a bit by, like, my my upbringing, especially with my dad. Like, uh, so you want to make people feel good. Yeah, because my dad it was very much like, oh, you did that, but you could have done this. Uh, so be could have been better. Yeah. You could, like... Like, so, cut down accomplishments. And, and he just had, like, I don't hold all of that against him or anything. Uh, just, we all got shit with our parents. He just had yeah. high expectations for me, you know? Like, I was supposed to be the star athlete, the football player, mm-hmm. the all that good shit. And some things I was just good at, some things I wasn't, some things I didn't give a shit about. Now, what about now that you're you're doing so well for yourself? Does he appreciate that? Or? Oh yeah. Well, okay, he's, so he's going to be good. at my gym, uh, helping me move and everything. Hell yeah! And it was, it was a very like, cause like. But that's probably what instilled in you was, wanting to make people. feel It was good. kind of like uh, when I when I finally like showed him everything that I have going on and stuff. Cause we had an estranged relationship for a while, but he's been back in my life right. for a good few years now. And uh, when I finally showed him like everything, it was very like. Not a middle finger, but like. See what I've been able to accomplish, because like I, yeah. it was, it was very much. I got to do everything his way. Yeah. Like I gotta get good grades. But you're like, look, I, gotta, I did it my way, and I'm successful. I gotta go to college. I gotta, you know, be a fucking athlete. I got in this sport that you want me to be in. I gotta get a degree. But you did it your all own that shit. way. Like, dude, I bar- I didn't. I barely graduated high school. Yeah. Barely, and I didn't graduate high school on time either. 
Yeah. Like I had to do like three months after. But like, you're a success now. And, and like, and like I don't have this degree, that degree, this certification, that certification. I chose the route of getting down in the trenches and learning from guys who have been doing this for 20, 30 years. Real work. Who yeah. Have, yeah. And like I, I do, I, I have so many files of notes of. Yeah. Things that I've taken over the year. I'm a huge mm -hmm. note taker, and like my phone is filled with gigabytes full of notes. notes and everything that I've done. Like I, I want to retain information. I like to study things, but I just don't. But I want to study the shit that I want. You know, like I didn't. Give, I, I definitely feel that because if a, I'm not into it, I can't even I didn't focus. Give a fuck dude. about algebra. If I'm not into it, I can't focus at I, all. I didn't give a shit about algebra, but I was. All over the place for U.S. government. If it's something I love, yeah. I will just become obsessed with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like it was very much a like, look where I'm at now. Yeah. Like I, I, I got did all, this on my own. I got terms. all this shit, and I did it the way that I wanted to do it. I think there's a lot of power. And in that. I'm like, <laughs> I think I know a lot of success stories that are like that. Actually. Yeah. And it wasn't like I did it in spite. It was just I like, do some things out of spite. Not knew, so much anymore, but I have in the past. I knew, sure. and I knew what I wanted to do for a long time. I didn't think I was going to happen as fast as it did. Yeah. But um, it, here we are. But you put in the work. Here we are, happened, yeah. And, you know, I'm busting my ass for this. And I, I, I got, like, I had a good few of my members last night. Like, I took, I took everybody in that was at the gym last night, and I showed them the new space, and I showed them. They're like, probably all very excited. They all were, like, so excited. And, then, like, a couple of them came up to me, and they were just like, you know, thank you. Yeah. They just said, thank you for doing this. And, and like, creating this space yeah, for us. And yeah, and I was, like, I almost cried. I was like, fuck, man. I'm like, That's got to make like, you feel good. And I told good. everybody, I'm like, I'm probably going to, like, if a bunch of people show up to come help me, which, like, I... A lot of people have said they're going, and we're going to see what happens. But like, I'll probably cry when I see like thirty some well, people coming to show up because I'm like, because in my head, like I'm still like the the fucking sixteen, seventeen year old guy. I'm like, I don't fucking deserve this. Yeah, I don't deserve this shit. But everybody, and then keeps, you realize the impact you've had on everybody people's keeps lives. telling me like, yeah, you do. You deserve this. You deserve to be happy and all. And I'm like, ah, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, fuck that shit. I'm just like I was talking to one of my friends last night who's also one of my members and she was like telling me how much she appreciates me and everything I'm like I'm just a dude right and she's just like but we need more people that are just dudes yeah well that's like, like what I told that guy that was like you're a legend now I'm like I'm just a dude yeah and yeah. I was yeah I just was like I'm just a dude she's like but we need more people that are just dudes yeah because just dudes do good things and I was like I'll do my due diligence I think yeah it's hard to appreciate what you do and what you bring to other people's lives and then when you see a little glimpse of it like those people showing up for yeah. you like that it does make you feel uh, emotional it, I was like I was so blown like it's why we opened my meetup to two days. Like yeah. I was so like shocked with yeah. how quickly it filled up. Like right. within within a week we had we were over half full. Mm -hmm. Thirty thirty some odd people signed up and I went like What the fuck? It's just a cool and I'm feeling. like so many people want to do my competition. Now we're at like eighty nine people yeah. out of a hundred and twenty. And I'm like so many people want to do this thing that I'm putting on. This is so fucking cool. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the coolest fucking feeling ever. Right. Like, not, not Well, that. it could just be the start of something you do a lot. Oh, I'm going regularly. to do this a lot. I'm yeah. going to, I'm putting on a three, four events every year. And the cool thing about that is, man, like when your career is over yourself and yeah. you can't do it anymore, still got you that. can still do that. Still got, and that's what I said. And you can still like, coach and train like, that's people. That's what I've always wanted. Like, 
the the, the dream. The you abs- can ride off into your yeah. sunset. The absolute know? dream, like down the road, fucking 10, 15, 20 years from now, is like I have a nice big like eight, ten thousand square foot facility yeah. where anybody can train. Yep. But it's just a place where people takes what they do seriously. Because that's yes. that's the whole thing. Like a lot of people look at my gym and they go like, "Hey, like this is only a powerlifter gym." I'm like, I mean, that's where most of the the people are. But no, yeah, definitely not. Like this is just a space. For, like if you don't take what you you're do, creating a community. If you don't take what you do seriously, I don't want you here. If you're right. gonna come into the gym and tell everybody about your problems, what's well, gonna bring the energy yeah, down? And, right? and sit on your phone for fucking three hours, hours take up equipment and that I, I don't want you here. that is funny dude like whenever i'm training my clients now it's like i always feel like the machine i want there could be like two of them i'm yeah. like okay great there's two people on both the machines yeah. i want to use on their phone yeah great. but like if you're you know i mean i use my phone you too. can be the 25 year old powerlifting rock star and i'm gonna let you in mm-hmm. or you could be the 40 year old uh, cop who just likes the environment. Yep, yep. I'm as long as you're you positive like, influence, right? I just, yeah, exactly. And like, it's it's kind of the good thing about me, like having to kind of check everybody before they come in. It's like you know, I don't let people just sign up online. Mm-hmm. If you want to sign up and you want to join, you have to come in. You got to talk to me. I'm going to show you around, and we're going to talk. And we're going to, and I'm going to talk. That's kind of a rare thing at a gym. And right? I'm going to talk to you and be like, hey, like, why, why this gym? Yeah. Because I've had some people that I've turned away. Yeah, I, I've had a co- I had a guy come up and said, "Hey, like, what I was wanna... wrong? he was the wrong vibes." Or it what? was. It, I just didn't think this was the space for him yet. Yeah, uh, he came in he, and I, we were talking, and I was just like, "So why'd you pick this gym?" And he's like, "Oh, it was just a good one in the area, and I've heard some good things." I'm like, "Have you ever really worked out or anything before?" And he's like, "No, never been in a gym before." And I was like, "Okay, I love the fact that you think this is the space for you." To, to start working out, but we're, we're not a cheap membership, you know, right. you know, we're more than an LA fitness and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I'm trying, and I look, I'm like, look, you don't even know if you want to work out regularly yet. Mm. Go to a commercial gym, try it out first, try it out, look up some stuff online, message me if you want some help with something or whatever, and just see if fitness and something like a, something that you actually want to have as a regular part in your life. Yep. And if you do, please email me, give me a call, come back. I will welcome you with open arms. But yeah. I just, I don't want him to come into, because it, it's a little bit more of an intimidating space for somebody. Oh, who, yeah, for, dude, you guys are fucking for, powerless. For somebody who bro. doesn't know. So I don't want that to ruin it for him. Yes. I don't want him to go in there and not understand, like, hey, you can go up to anybody in this gym and say and ask for advice. Yep. But he might not see it that way. And I don't want to ruin that for you him. You don't want to ruin the vibe either for the no. people that are working exactly. hard. Exactly. And you know? I don't want to ruin the vibe for the, the person who's been a member for five yes. years. Yeah. And, it's important you know, the it's, atmosphere, dude. Right. So that's, but I, I don't discriminate. You know, if you just show me that this is going to be, and that's why we do the, we let you work out the first time for free. Yep. If you're not sure or if I'm not sure about you, I'm going to say, hey, just hit, just hit a training session here. You know, I'll be here the whole time. And, got any questions let me know and if you know and i'm not going to just ghost somebody i'm just going to be like hey this isn't the space for you right and like or that's cool that you're protecting the energy of your gym though it's important it's 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 really important and especially for a small community type of gym where you're doing a specific type of thing yeah i don't want 
you know, I don't want somebody to be a member at my gym and for there to be a person or a reason for them not to want to come. Mm, yeah. I don't want problems. I don't want drama. No drama, no issues. And we've never had any, ever. Yeah, that's good, a, man. Before I even took over, we've never had any issues, ever. Right. Where I hear about this gym down this road happened, this happened, blah, Like, we've never had a problem. I've never heard any, but and, I know there's drama. And in everybody knows that, like, if there is a problem, you come to me, yeah. and it won't be a problem anymore. Right? Have you ever had to remove anyone? No. No. Never. Never. So that's probably part of your process, like. I've never had to be like, yeah. you need to get the fuck out. Yeah. I will. Right. But I've never had to do it's it. So far, you haven't had to. No, not one time. Ever. Man, I'm excited to see the new space it's when it's all set it's, up. It's it's. it's it's truly wonderful, and that's why I'm just trying to build this community. That's why I wanted a bigger space. I'm like, I want more of these fucking people in. You're kind of outgrowing your space. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've outgrown it. Like I, we've, I, we've almost we've added over fifty percent of the membership that we had when I started. And then, so how long before the new place is opened up? Monday next week. Oh, it's opening next Monday. Next Monday, dude. That's exciting. We're gonna, I'm gonna put to together. I'll put it out on social media and anything, but we're gonna have like a a grand reopening party where yeah. everybody's welcome like members non-members whatever just come in we'll have we'll hit some fucking lifts we'll put some loud music on mm-hmm. and we'll just have a party and just celebrate the fact that we're moving on to bigger and better things and that there's so much more to come dude like, i'm excited for you man. that's well i i don't know what day that'll be because i'm busy as fuck Right. It'll probably be somewhere toward mid end of May. I don't know, something like that. Dude, that's where exciting. I'll make sure that it, because like I gotta, we gotta get all the equipment in there this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta get all the new sound system set up. I gotta get all the because that's huge. That's important. I gotta get all the utilities and everything transferred over. Like I gotta make sure that um, this the door is all fucking working and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll get there. It'll be a little bit of a process, but hell yeah, man. Well, I'm excited for it. you. Um, I thank you for coming. I think yep. I'm gonna wrap this up. Just yeah, we've been talking for a while. No, it was great. I just I got still got my uh, yeah 45 more of cardio. A couple too. clients tonight. You got to train. Yep. Man, thank you for making the uh, hour long trek over here. Absolutely, man. And thanks for sharing your experience. We'll, of have the last... do, we'll have to do another one. Uh, oh, we definitely after, will. After uh, after the Emerald Cup and after so, the gyms moved and everything. And yes. We'll we'll both be able to reflect on some. Uh, I'll be able to get yeah. your input on uh, what how the you, show went how, for how me show and, everything. and everything. And man, I appreciate all your support during this. Absolutely. This this show and everything because I know you've seen. I'll a lot be of there. I'll be there the day of the show, and if you need me, you for can anything, make sure my tan looks yeah. good, bro. Yes. I, I got my tan scheduled, yep. so All right. the other thing is I got to figure out how to shave my back and shit, dude. I'm like, I'm going to have to get someone to help you. Probably get my uh, roommate to do Just it. Just text yeah. your coach and tell him to do it for you. Oh, Jordan, shave my back, yeah. bro. No, I'll figure it out. All but right. but uh, yeah, man, thank you so much Absolutely, for being here. Bro. Thanks, everybody out there for listening, yep. and we will see you guys next time.